The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and Kali. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. And I got to win, win, win. I am all about solutions, and I have an everybody win solution. Okay. This is an easy one. Every Win, win, win. Here it is. How about researchers just pay me 5% of what they spend on conducting the research? Okay. That's it. And everybody wins. I'll give them the answers. Uh, I get some cash. Taxpayers save about 95%. I get a little more money. Taxpayers save 95%. The researchers get the answers done. Okay. Because the studies I see them conducting are like, you really don't need a lot. I could just tell you what the answers are. For example, the National Institute of Health... The National Institute of Health is spending $350,000 to study if sex is good with contraception. Oh, we have to The answer is yes. Now pay me. Is sex good with contraception? Yes. Because it's sex. Yes. So it's... They're not studying, is it better with contraceptive than without? They're not studying that... Is it better with contraception? Or is it is it good with contraception? Yeah. Not better. Yes. Yes. Pay me. Done. You don't have $350,000. I just saved you $350,000 and a boatload of time. You don't <laughs> have to conduct this research. The answer, is there anybody out there going, no, it's it's horrible. with con- It's still sex. Remember, <laughs> sex is like pizza. Yes. Even when it's bad, it's it's okay. It's still, you know, it's it's still good, right? (laughs) $350,000? What? This is a scam. That's what's going on here. These studies, they're scams conducted by researchers who are simply looking for a job and they write a grant proposal and get the grant granted via the National Institute of Health or National Institute of Science or whatever crackpot government organization just handing out money. You get research money. You get. It's like Oprah working in the government. You get money. You get grant money. For nonsense. We don't need it. We're $21 trillion in debt. And they're deciding whether or not sex is good with contraception. Yeah. Yes, it is. How about you just pay me 5% of all of these researches and I'll answer the question. They'll save time. They will. The researchers get the answer. They save time. Taxpayers save gobs of money. And I get a little something, something. Right? You want in on this? I'll split it with you. You're going to have to answer some of these questions. Oh, that's fine. I'm a very open person. You really open. Is sex good with contraception? Yes. Okay, good. You just, you're, you're on board. Boom. I'll take 1%. You're on the salary. That's very, very generous of you to only take 1%. 1%. Very good. According to this uh, recent bit of research, the researchers are going to follow women Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. use birth control for a year. 
Ooh. They're going to follow. Oh, yeah. You're going to follow them? Creeper, my creeper face? That's what I think is going on. Not only do they get paid for this nonsense. They get to follow women. And study women. Hey, listen. What kind of contraceptive do you like? Is it still good? Do you still enjoy it? Hey, back off, man. Hashtag me too. No, no, I'm a researcher. You don't understand. I'm from the government. Right, exactly. I'm not just Harvey Weinstein. Harvey needs to get in on this. Here was his failure. You think it's lucrative being in Hollywood, being a movie producer? No, you get a pass to creep on women and make even more money because it's the government. So they're going to follow the women for a year, hoping to discover which contraceptive method women like the best while having sex. So not only is sex good with contraceptive, but which ones they like best. Here's a possibility for you. First of all, do you need to study women for years? No. No, you could just, you know, do kind of a little cross cut, a couple hundred women. Yeah. All right. Or you could do this and then just throw this out there. Maybe you look at uh, contraceptive sales. Oh. How about, how about you? It's, wow, the sponge outsells the blah, 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 whatever. It's just, what, what is it? Everybody loves the sponge. Who doesn't love the sponge, right? Either the pill, wow, the pill is crushing it. Wow, they, you could just look at sales and determine what they like best. So you really think, these are researchers. Women, I don't even know which it is. I'll assume the pill is the highest. Okay. Probably. Let's assume the sale of the pill was everybody. And you're thinking women hate the pill, but they're torturing themselves. They're all just, what? into suffering Mm. they just want to be victims no no i hate it but i use that method they're unaware of other methods Mm. is that what's going on please according to the grant for the project this was part of the proposal high rates of contraceptive dissatisfaction switching and discontinuation in the u.s demand new approaches to contraceptive accessibility and promotion free market yes goes on to say behavioral models of contraceptive use have failed to address sexuality even though contraception is designed for sexual activity okay behavioral models have failed to access sexual yes that's what contraceptive is used for so you're gonna have sex it has to do with sexuality but none of these women making these decisions The data is available by simply studying CVS. What sells more here? Right? But the women are not basing it on sexuality. (laughs) Is it white Christian men that are forcing them to use the diaphragm? (laughs) You will use the diaphragm. But I hate it. Get back in the kitchen after you go in the bedroom. (laughs) Come on, man. I want. In fact, I'm moving the stove in the bedroom. Come on. What what are you thinking they're basing it on? <laughs> Pay me 5%. I'll answer the questions. Everybody wins. The uh, grant project goes on to say that 
By following new contraceptive users across 12 months, okay. the study will, one, document sexual acceptability for a variety of contraceptive methods, two, determine associations between sexual acceptability and contra, uh, continuation over time, and three, set the stage for the creation of new, more valid sexuality measures to be used in future reproductive health research and interventions. Okay. That's a, so, many words. so many words. So many words. I can um, sum that up in a couple words. Okay. Creeping and scam. Mm. That's what I was creeping. We're going to creep and scam taxpayers out of money by creeping. It's funny you say so many words because I did a little bit of research. And the person who wrote this grant, mm-hmm. assistant professor Jenny Higgins. Yeah, she is... Um, the Associate Professor of Gender and Women's Studies Department at the University of Wisconsin. <laughs> so many words. So I many. want that job. So and bad. women's studies. <laughs> How many men got roped into taking those classes? Oh. Women's studies, I'm in. Is she oh, hot? Oh, crap. <laughs> the answer is what, no. Victims? She's not hot. Oh, crap. But it looks good. You're like, women's studies? Hey. Hmm, I'm in there. I might learn something. I could learn about the Peloponnesian War or women. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm signing up. I'm in. I'm a major in that. Oh, it's what? The blabbity blab victims? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Now, the goal of the study, they say, is to match women. Okay. You're matching women. Okay. With the method of contraceptives that they find most sexually acceptable. Wouldn't that just be like, hey, do you like this one? Or they, like again, Walgreens, just yeah. go in. Uh, no, because apparently women are so irretrievably stupid, oh, they well, cannot determine that hello. themselves. They're like, how would I ever determine which one I like the best? Uh, you, you try a couple. You just try them. Uh, they're so I gullible. just, I don't understand. Perhaps if there was a $350,000 research grant given to the University of Wisconsin's Women's Studies Department and Assistant Professor Jenny Higgins, I would be able to determine via somebody telling me what I like the best, which is best. Because here's the thing. Let's say, let's say okay. they come out with the answers. Mm-hmm. We're going to match women with what they like the mm-hmm. best or whatever. They're not matching Every woman. No. This study does not say, line up every woman in America. Okay, you, you like the pill the best. You, you're into diaphragms. You know that little plastic thing that's shaped like a T that creeps you out when you see it on the commercial because you imagine what they actually do with it? Yeah, you like that thing too. You, you're getting the three-month patch to contraceptive. It's, uh, right? They're not doing that. They're still... Saying across the board, so how are you matching women with what they like the best on an individual basis? You're not. It's called a scam. And then it goes on to say the study also, while determining the most sexually accepted methods for women, they will thereby help women fully realize the social, economic, and health benefits of contraception. Hmm. Because women, again, sorry ladies, this is not me. This is the Gender and Women's Study Department at the University of Wisconsin-Madison saying that you are so stupid. You are unable to determine the social, economic, and health benefits of contraception. Interesting. I can uh, help you out there. You're oh, you ready, can? You're ready to earn I, I, your 1%? I, I, I want my 1%. Okay. Um, let's name some social benefits of contraceptions for women. What are some of the social benefits? I can think of one. No babies? 
Hey, it's closing time. Oh, yeah. Right? I would like to go home with you, but I don't want... Oh, contraception. Let's go. Yep. There's a social benefit. Yep. Economic. I don't have no kids. I'm not paying for kids. Yeah. Health <laughs> benefits. I didn't catch no disease. Thank you. Pay me. Pay me. And I heard some of them can help it with the woman areas. Yeah, sometimes that happens month. as well. Right, right. Yeah. So there's some money saving on that too. There's some now. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we just, we got it. There it is. By the I way, we're in. Mm-hmm. I was doing research. This is the second time Jenny Higgins have submitted for this grant. Are you talking to the uh, ass professor in the general women, gender and women's studies department at the University yes. of Wisconsin? The Madison? first time it was in 2017. Uh-huh. She asked for $372,740. When was that? Uh, 2017. Okay. See, this 350000 it's just shy of that. It's 347176 mm-hmm. We'll round up. This $350,000 started last year mm-hmm. so this has been for a year now she got 207 what is it La, uh 200 272 so 70 so last year yeah this study is not over this year no it's already set to go through 2021 yes this woman <laughs> is making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and is locked in because they're going to keep funding this of course she's just already gotten 350 for this year so she's got 2019, 2020, 2021. Oof. She's locked in for three more years. Congressmen would be so lucky to make this kind of money. Yeah. Yes. Right? They get locked in for a couple years at a time. She's been locked in for four or five years, making 250 to 350,000 a year so far. And I'll bet you this by 2020, she'd be like, we need more time. And I'll, I'll bet she's not even doing that. I'll bet she has uh, little worker bees that oh, are in her proposal, class yeah. that are actually taking the, you know, because wh- how do they determine this? What What is her methodology in this? How do you determine all of these things based on the popularity of contraceptives among women? How do you determine this? There's only a couple of ways, okay? You go to Walgreens, CVS, or any other... Any other seller of contraceptives and say, or doctors, whatever, the AMA, and you go, hey, how many women use what? There's one bit of data. Yeah. The only way you get the other bit of data legally is asking people. Asking the purple. That's it. I mean, I guess there could be some um, lab work. Oh, yeah, some blood work. No, no, no. Like, Lay down on the couch and we'll try oh. a few. There could be some lab work. We call it the Weinstein. There could be some uh, some lab work, but it's probably just asking people. Yeah. So she simply asks women que- surveys. Survey. She is a mall worker. She's walking around with a clipboard at the mall asking, do you have time to take a quick survey? No, no, That's no, it. No, I don't have time. She, by the way, she's not doing it. She has, like I said, little assistants. People who want to be an ass-ass professor, an assistant <laughs> to the assistant in Gender's Women's Study at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's it. And she's making hundreds of thousands of dollars of your tax money. I'm going to... I'm just saying. Contact Jenny. You think so? You uh, want I, in on this? I, I, no, no one. I want to see how the project's coming along. I want to. I, what is your methodology? You're yeah. asking, and why is this important? Why does this matter? Priorities. Is this really, really this something it? that we want to 
use taxpayers' money. I'd be willing to bet, ladies in the audience, that as I'm reading this, your it comes in your mind. I use this method, is what you're thinking, and I use it because um, I like it the best. Whatever those reasons are, or is cheap. It's better for the, but that's one of the reasons they could like it best. <laughs> I mean, liking something, whether it's a new car, or contraceptives, or cheeseburgers, or whatever, a lot of things go into it. I enjoy it for the satisfaction, whether it's bow chicka bow wow or nim 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 nim. This cheeseburger is good. <laughs> or it could just be well. Anyway, it, you kind of you know, easy twine easy. those there. Or and or it's cheap, and or it's available. I just roll right down. It's right there on the car. You know, I don't like this cheeseburger as much, but it's so convenient. I just pull in right here. Boom. Yeah, I remember. You can my, replace cheeseburger with sex at any time. <laughs> I remember my ex. She got the shot on the arm. She got shot in the arm. Yeah, that's that's. Is that the three month thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. So I was like, boom! You get a little. It's, it's like a little chip. It goes in your arm, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. It's yep. So easy. So. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking, ladies, you probably, as we're sharing this information, are like, hey, this is pretty simple and uh, would confirm. I'm imagining that this study is crap. (laughs) Jenny Higgins, assistant professor of gender and women's studies department at the University of Wisconsin. I'm calling this crap. It is unnecessary. It is not a priority. It's a scam because what are you actually providing us in the end? How is this helping the world? It's only helping you line your pockets and I'm tired of academia scamming us and your politicians in D.C. willingly going along while they scam us out of this cash. It's not a priority. Calling you out, Jenny. You are an ass professor. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Thompson. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. And while Chris is preparing some of those to share with you on air, I'll tell you about the great folks and product over at Riduzone.com. Great folks who said, listen, we found this little bit of research, actual helpful research from the University of California on something called OEA. That's the abbreviated version of it because I can't pronounce the the long name of it. Anyway, they've determined that it's one of the things that aids in weight loss. It's in your body naturally. It occurs in a variety of foods and things in the Mediterranean diet. We've told you about uh, olive oil and some other things. And what it does is it makes you feel fuller and boost your metabolism at the same time. So it's a one-two punch in weight loss. Either one of those would help you lose weight, giving you that full feeling so you're not eating as much and boosting your metabolism so you're burning more. They got the research and it turns out the researchers... After they came up with this research and said, yes, this is what this OEA does, they didn't take it to market. It's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, we got this research. It could benefit people, but we won't actually continue it to bring it to market to benefit people. We'll just let it sit. We'll just let it sit there. Couldn't do it. Couldn't pull it off. So the Zone folks are like, hey. How much? We can do this. We'll get this done. And they did. It's new. It's only been out a year or so. And people are using it uh, all across demographic spectrum, losing weight because it works. Gives you a full feeling. Boost your metabolism. Try it today at RidUZone.com. 
R-I-D-U-Zone.com. RidUZone.com. You got Let's Be Frank tweeting out what I learned tonight. Replacing cheeseburger with sex. I'd like to try that diet. Mm-hmm. They, uh, yeah, and someone else had that. Uh, the Wilderness Child. Uh, what I learned today, sex and cheeseburgers may or may not be interchangeable. <laughs> Think about it. Make a statement about cheeseburgers. Okay. Or make a statement about sex. And then mm. replace the word cheeseburger with sex or vice versa. Mm. For example. Okay. Chris, do you love cheeseburgers? I love cheeseburger. There it is. Chris, how do you like your cheeseburgers? What do you want uh, on your cheeseburger? Medium rare. Some ketchup, some cheese, some onions. I'm not saying it's palatable, but it is interchangeable. <laughs> Kevin the bird tweeting that what I learned today. So we have a study to find out why we are being hosed, mm-hmm. how to be screwed, uh-huh. and when to bend over by Congress. Hashtag interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, dumb, tooting out what I learned today. I love the women in the audience are more aggressive with this stuff than the men. They're savage. Uh, Dumb, dumb, tooting out what I learned today. I wish they would do useful studies with my money, like how to get women to actually want sex. Now that's worth it. That is worth it. Or why won't they give me a cheeseburger right now? Exactly. Ladies, you don't like cheeseburgers? Come on. You don't like cheeseburgers as much Why as men. Why don't you like What are we you. doing wrong? What are we putting on our cheeseburgers that you're not interested? Right? Those this is what I'm are saying. the hard-hitting questions. That's it. Now, that's worth the money. Why In fact, they I, can't give enough money oh, there. No. Why can't I have cheeseburgers at least a minimum five times a week? If we could agree on cheeseburger toppings, men and women, yes. bringing people together, that, now that works. Because I know she don't What's like cheese. What's holding you back? Okay, you don't like cheese. Is it Can Catholic we- guilt over eating meat? Is that Come what it on. is? Come on, man. So apparently when I was at Atlanta's Hartsfield International Airport last week, I pointed at a large woman across the way and loudly exclaimed, I mean yelled, that she is a hippo. Apparently I did that. No, you did that. That's what I'm saying. I Apparently I did. Yeah, but I there's actually, no apparently. There's, you did, you said, I did this. At the airport, I pointed there at a is. large woman and screamed hippo. Nice. And uh, have you ever been to Atlanta's airport? Yeah, it's busy, but laid out pretty well as far as airports go. Uh, you got like an underground, like little tram that leaves like every minute, but you can also walk the length from yeah, gate you can to walk gate. It, yeah, and they have the little people movers as well. So they have a big aisle in the middle and people movers down each wall. I love this. People and movers. we had a layover at the airport for four. Hours with Cubby. Hold on. You come from Florida? <clears throat> I was going to Florida. There was no direct flight? Uh, not for the price I was paying. Oh, okay. I was going to say. because I'm sure there are some, but you we should, got a cheap flight. It's like yeah. direct flight. Yeah, from Dallas to, to Orlando. Yeah. So we're uh, trying to entertain Cubby for hours at the airport, you know, and it's just crazy annoying. So we're like, hey, let's go ride the train because he likes trains. Up and down in the train with Cubby. It ended up being a pretty good deal. I mean, you know, he likes trains. We sat right at the front so he could watch it going down the track. That killed about uh, about an hour. (laughs) And then I'm like, I got to get off this train. It's killing me here. Back and forth in the train. So then we walk it a little bit. And as we're walking it, I'm, uh, I'm on the people mover. And along the people movers that are right up against either wall, there are these 
huge pictures, artwork, some kids' artwork displayed, some official artwork, glossy pictures or whatever, advertising different things. And some of the pictures were of animals. Okay. And they're so large when you're next to them, these pictures, you, you almost can't see what they are. You know, you okay. have to lean way out and go, oh, it's a horse. I see that's the hoof or whatever. Well, across the way, I'm seeing animals, right? And there's okay. like a crocodile next to us. And then I'm like, look, Cubby, it's a crocodile. Just trying to. And I go, look over there, it's a horse and whatever. And I'm talking to him, whatever. And I look up and I see across the way a hippo. <laughs> Yes, and I point and I look down at Cubby to get his attention. Look back up as I yell, "Hippo! There's a hippo, Cubby!" Oh no! And as I'm pointing, the people mover across the way pulls. I mean, it was struggling to do so, but pulls a really large woman in front of my finger right at the exact moment I yelled, "Hippo! Look, Cubby, it's a hippo!" And I look up and she just gives me the most disgusted look, (laughs) and I was like. No, I'm like trying to like point to the sign behind her. But she can't Look see. Look behind you. Look behind you. And my wife's like, "Oh, jeez, what?" Are you? And I'm like, "It's the sign. I don't know." Cubby was like, "Yeah, that lady's fat." The morning blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, there was no getting out of that story or out of that situation. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know what sad. to do. The woman's such a disgusted look on her face. So angry. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't you just you. move on on that one. That's what I was you trying to do. And, it was, and then Cubby, thank God I wasn't there for this one. This was on Yuna. Because uh, I know Cubby can be really bold sometimes. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So I remember the banana incident at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he mentioned, he, I, I didn't even see it. I was going fetching water or something and he mentioned he saw a fat guy with the belly oh. and and asked you know if he was pregnant oh what did she say ushered him away but he asked if he was going to have a baby <laughs> yeah. i was just like oh my gosh thank god kids I wasn't there. are great oh yeah kids are yeah. great but, dude, there I am. I'm at the airport, and I go, hippo! Cubby, look at hippo! And the woman, I mean, the people were just like, <laughs> pulling the woman along. And she, it, it was like perfect timing. They, they pulled her right in the path of my finger. So I was pointing right over, and she looked up. <laughs> I said it. That is legit. Isn't that awesome? That's legit. Actually, that's something that will happen to you. I just love it. Yep. All the time. All the I time. I love it. Tack Pack is waiting for you to sign up. Did you get your June pack? I mean, I think they were close to selling out before I left. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they ended up oh, selling I, out. 100%. Because I kind of did a little push on them. And it, it was one of the things I know is they're so happy with you guys signing up that I don't think they're ever going to on top. Oh, that they're, yeah. Yeah, because June's box, I mean, July box is a new product that nobody has seen. Yeah, so July's box, the value we found out is at least $130. Okay, so you're already, at least under, you're already under green. And it's got a new product that no one's ever seen. Had It's from SOG Tactical. Yeah. SOG Tactical. It's a new blade that no one has ever been seen. Come on. And they're like, hands down, this is the best range kit they've ever tested. 
And wrench kits. So are last expensive. month, two hundred and five dollar value. This month, at least one hundred and thirty with a brand new product no one's ever seen. I mean, <laughs> I, this by itself is so wonderful. I mean, the average person, you're just like, man, my life. I'm yelled at because I called some woman a hippo at the airport. My kid, oh geez, people are having sex in the bathroom at the airport. I'm just, I mean, these are the daily grind that we. Mm-hmm. And you got, oh, I get something in the mail. Oh, it's my tack packs in the mail. It's only cost you forty nine ninety five. The value is significantly higher, and you get a little treater every month for yourself. And if you're a little short of cash this month, just drop it. Just just unsubscribe. Yeah, you could uh, you can drop it anytime you want. They don't make you sign up for a year at a time, and it's only forty nine ninety five a month. Father's Day's coming up. Sign up, Dad. It's a monthly subscription box for gun people and other tactical gear as well. All of the customers get the same box. It's the same items in each pack. It's like Christmas every month when you sign somebody up for it. I'm sure some of the ladies would like this as well. The box value is always over a hundred dollars. There's no contract, no cancellation fee, no issue. You just sign up, use it as long as you want, unsubscribe. You could sign back up three months later when you get a new job or whatever it is. Sign somebody else up. You could sign somebody up as a gift. Again, it's $49.95. You could, for Christmas or Father's Day, say, I'm going to sign you up for two months. Yeah. It's under $100. Yep. And you get hundreds and hundreds of dollars and worth of cool do stuff. Zero thinking of the present. Let the tack pack people figure it out what to put in the box. It's tackpack.com. T A C like tactical pack like package. Tackpack.com. Sign up today. You will be so happy you did. Now we've got a, a young lady joining us on the phone right now, Morgan Porterfield. Hey Morgan, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing real well. So my buddy Chris Cruz uh, says, Doc, you've got to talk to Morgan because she has an interesting story of something she put together. And I think it has to do with your dad. Tell me about your dad. So my dad was injured in a car wreck by a drunk driver in 1981, and it's caused him to have seizures, short-term memory loss, and some cognitive dysfunction. And his right arm is fused, and his left ankle is, is fused as well. And um, he's just always been the most positive person. He's always defied the odds because he wasn't expected to live and he was in a coma for six six weeks. But he's now the most positive and just loving and caring person I've ever met. So your dad's been dealing with this almost 40 years. Your entire life he's had to struggle with this. Yes, sir. And he's, you say he's a positive uh, role model for you. He's always happy. But he's had some additional problems now. Yes, I mean, he's almost 60, and he'll be 60 in July, and um, he held out an office job for over 30 years, and recently his company merged with another company, and they switched to all electronics, and so they didn't need his position anymore, and now that he's getting older, there's just no way for him to find work anymore, so we've been we've secured him disability income, but that makes him ineligible for Medicaid until 2020, so the medical bills are... Oh, wow. See, that's the problem with... With some of these programs that are designed uh, via the government to help people out, they're so limiting. Even people who, and we often will tell the story of people who um, aren't necessarily deserving or could be working and they get welfare or whatever. But even with those that, that can, for example, if you get food stamps, you can't use food stamps to buy things, other necessities like, or pretty close to necessities like detergent. How are you going to clean your clothes, clean yourself? You can't buy soap with it, stuff like this. So it's very limiting. So he can't sign up, uh, even though he has uh, disabilities and he's getting some, for other Medicare. So he's just got a couple of years to try to figure out how to take care of himself and 
and pay for the necessities. Right. So you set up a GoFundMe site for dad. Yes, and I did. And I wasn't expecting as much attention out of it as it, it's getting. When I posted that uh, tweet, a couple of people asked me, you know, we want to send you some money. We want to help your dad. Can you set up a GoFundMe? So I figured I'd get, you know, a hundred dollars, something like that. So I just like, Oh, okay. Set up a GoFundMe real quick. And the support I'm getting for him is just incredible. And it's inspiring to see. This is one of the really nice things about GoFundMe. I mean, we've seen GoFundMe pages for a variety of different things. We've even spotlighted some companies that are saying, Hey, I got this great product or service. Can you help out? And sometimes, um, you'll end up being the first one to get the product, whatever, but being able to help, people that have really tragic stories or something going on that's a struggle in their life to say, you know what, I got a couple of bucks, I'll go ahead and send it out, has been one of the coolest things. So your goal was $20,000 to help dad, help your dad, um, you know, pay for basic, uh, his basic needs. And you're already at 12500 Yes, it's just, it's been incredible because it's only been, you know, five days and this has already happened. Did you expect to get the twenty thousand dollars? You even expect to get to twelve five? No, not at all. No. One I, of the one um, of the reasons why I, I want to have you on was because um, even though your dad, you know, is uh, mentally and physically handicapped, he did something for you, and you posted that in social media. Right. He um, he had been saving his pocket change for about the past month and. I didn't really think anything of it because he you know, mostly pays with cash now from disability and all that. But I just, you know, didn't think anything of it. And then I came home from work um, and on my, on, he said, there's a present on my bed for you. And I was like, okay. So I went to his room and there was a pill bottle filled with change. And inside of it, there's a little piece of paper that had a note on it that said $11 and 19 cents. And it had the date on it and it said coffee money, love dad. And he put a little heart next to it and, I couldn't help but tear up, you know, so I just posted it and I was like, this is what my dad did for me just to, you know, for my friends and followers to see. And I never expected it to explode the way it did. Well, I think it's, um, I think it's the simplicity of the story that touches people too, is that here's a dad who's struggling saying, I mean, I'm sure your dad would love to be a millionaire and say, hey, Morgan, I'm going to pay for your college. I'm going to do all these things for you. I'm going to be there in all these different ways that a parent wants to be there. But he just hasn't been through no fault of his own. He was hit by a drunk driver. You know, I mean, he's struggling, whatever. But here's a guy who's who's truly sacrificing. The The pocket change that he gave you is worth more than the hundreds of dollars I spent on my son at Disney over the weekend because he sacrificed more than I did. Yeah, it's just um, it's just amazing to see how selfless he is. He never thinks about himself, and he's always put his kids first, and it's just incredible. Well, we're going to go ahead and tweet out a link to this. I mean, there's there's so many people in need. I think your dad is somebody that would be worthy to help. Hopefully, people if they're touched by your story can put a couple money, uh, a couple bucks in the GoFundMe account. But I really appreciate you sharing the story with us, Morgan. Well, thank you. All I'm right. glad I could. All right, <laughs> have a great day. Thank you. You too. It's a nice story. Yeah, it's a nice Friday story. You know, priorities. You started to show off with the feds. You know, this is a more priority. I wouldn't mind giving my taxpayer money to Morgan's dad. Well, and that's the thing. That's when we talk about the social safety net and people on the left level say we need a social safety net. 
yeah, there are a lot of people. This guy, through no fault of his own, yeah. is not able to work the same way, the same jobs, whatever, that you and I would be able to work. And he gets laid off. It's going to be harder to get a job because any company that sees anybody with a handicap comes oh. in and goes, all right, he's going to really just drain our benefits program. Even if they, no, no, we just found him less qualified. Yeah. Come on, man. You know what's going on there. And I get that. I understand. They're not necessarily being mean. It's like they're just not able to cover it. So here you have a no-win situation. And if we're going to have any type of social safety net, wouldn't you rather have people who are not able to work through no fault of their own, all of these as the standard as opposed to the person who knowingly had four children with three different fathers or a guy who's fathering those children knowingly who are not being responsible, able to work. And then the thing, it becomes this. Well, she can't work because she has to care for those children. So we have to pay for her child care. Yeah. Okay, great. You're right. That, that sucks for her. But, uh, uh, who, who made that choice? Was she raped four times and impregnated with those children? Come on. Some personal responsibility here. Yeah. And there's so yeah. many failures within that social safety net. So that was a, that was a nice story. Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. And we'll share some more coming up. And also what I believe is a little bit of hypocrisy when it comes to, oh, that, uh, that hog kid and some of the oh. others about guns in America. <sighs> I think, Chris, I think... What I'm about to share with you will expose their hypocrisy, but I will let you decide. I already see this is like the grant money. Mm-hmm. You don't need to me asking me that stuff. Are you sure? I am 100% sure. I tell you're you this. You're a little cocky on I this. I tell you this. This is typical. You don't even have the information and you're assuming. I will give you $100 if you can surprise me. Okay. You mean surprise me with this story? Yes. Okay, good. Because like, I was about ready to drop trow during the next break. <laughs> Surprise! That's, that's not gonna surprise me. I think me that's surprise. That's not gonna surprise me. You've never seen me drop trowel. Maybe it is a surprise. I've seen you none worse. Oh, okay. Let me get a break in. We'll regroup, and I'll expose what Whoa. likely is hypocrisy from the left. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. With Doc Thompson. All right, Chris Cruz now with some tweets. With Florida the man tweeting out what I learned today. Burgers are like sex. Best served with a side of milkshake. Who doesn't like a good milkshake? Chocolate. Always ready. Chocolate. Chocolate milkshake. Uh, Lori D tweeting out what I learned today. And yet, Doc will still shell out wasted money. Hashtag side effects of yellow fever. I can't dispute that. I would like to. I cannot dispute that. Donna tuning out what I learned today in book. Can she out fun Harambe? <laughs> what? What? But can she out fun? Oh, can she out fun Harambe? Yeah. Uh, Rest know. in peace, sweet prince. Yes. Sweet Rest prince. in peace. I target pro.com. I told you this today about Adam. Oh, Adam. Annoying his yes. wife. I guess it continues. He just keeps target practicing everywhere. Well, she needs to stop watching the French Open. That's what I'm saying. What an amazing added benefit of just annoying people as you target practice. 
Hey, stop watching the French Open, right? You got you got this. You got the boy coming over to courting your daughter, and you hate him, and they're watching TV. Bam. It's target practice. Bam. I'm not saying shoot him. I'm just saying target. No. It's loud, right? Yes, You're doing click, 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 click. Oh, Dad, can you? No, sorry. No, Whose mean, house is this? <laughs> you can watch somewhere else, right? Go to itargetpro.com. It's going to make you a better <laughs> shot, and it's so incredibly inexpensive. The letter I target. Pro.com. It is a, a system where you can target practice just about anywhere because it comes with a little laser round around you put in your gun. It doesn't actually fire off. It just fires a laser pulse. When you're done, you take the round off. You reuse it over and over again, but it works with a proprietary app you put on your cell phone. You set your little cell phone up and you fire at the target and it registers where you hit on the target or yeah. maybe you didn't hit the target. In which case, you need to practice a lot more. And you can just fire over and over and over again, becoming a much better shot. Now, you could still go to the range, of course. You're just going to be better because you're going to get to dry fire so many times, but not just dry firing randomly. You get to see where it hit. Unlike dry firing, where you're just like, well, I, I fired. I, I was able to aim over there and pull the trigger. Location. But I don't know if I was actually good if I was <laughs> you know, hitting the hit target. It? This you'll be able to do it. You'll love it. And sometimes you can annoy the family. iTargetPro.com. The letter iTargetPro.com. Use the promo code DOC. They're going to give you 10% off. iTargetPro.com. <clears throat> when it comes to that hog kid and others... They are crazy when it comes to firearms. Crazy. And what is their motivation for being so anti-gun? Guns kill kids. Guns kill. They kill kids. They kill other people. And look at how many people are massacred annually Mm -hmm. via gun. Mm, Gun violence is... Gun violence. They bring it up, right? Mm -hmm. It's in the school. Gun violence in the school. They've specific about schools, all of this. And we told you the stories about... Knife violence, other places like in in London, China, we've laid out all kinds of stories. And in the middle of all of this, the crazy anti-gun people, the Alyssa Milano, who loves to talk about the NRA and how evil they are, Mm. not realizing the NRA isn't some, you know, group of aliens. It's not some monsters hiding in the basement. It is made up of people like me and you who want an organization to defend our Second Amendment rights. But they keep saying, it's not worth it. It's priorities, Doc. Our children are dying. According to new data, one out of every five deaths among young adults is related to opioid addiction, abuse, or use. Wow. That's high. Deaths have increased 292% from 2001 to 2016. In those 15 years, it has become so uh, pervasive. One in every 65 deaths for young people is related to opioids. Now, to put that into perspective, in 2001, it was 4% of all deaths of young people were related to opioid abuse or use. And it steadily has increased. It's gotten worse in younger demos. The most impacted group is Generation Z. Oh. Millennials much more than Generation X. Yeah. uh, Generation Z after millennials, those born after 1995. Mm -hmm. Even worse. Men represent 70% of all opioid deaths. Canada and the U.S. have a higher per capita opioid-related deaths 
And there are about 12,000 opioid-related deaths per year. Wow. Now, how many gun murders are there? Not cops shooting perps. Not suicide. How many gun murders? About 8,000 a year. Hmm. About 8,000 murders a year. You got that hog kid blocking my path to get a public sub because of 8,000, albeit tragic, deaths a year. Mm-hmm. Opioid addiction is responsible for about 12,000 a year. Almost double. Federal data now shows that suicide rates have increased to a point of epidemic proportions. <clears throat> Far more than gun deaths. 45,000 Americans died by suicide in 2016. 12,000 opioid-related deaths. 45,000 Americans dying annually because of suicide. Kate Spade just died, likely via suicide. Robin Williams a couple of years ago. Suicide. High-profile, successful, rich uh, characters Mm -hmm. that still kill themselves. Federal data shows that it's risen by 28% st- steadily from 1999 to 2016. It is a major public health issue. And yet, that hog kid and others are focused on, again, a tragic, but only 8,000 gun murders, 12,000 opioid deaths, 45,000 annual suicides. Many of those cross because there's a huge portion of Americans who kill themselves via opioid. A lot of them kill themselves via gun. A lot of them are veterans. Most of them are veterans. So now you've got 45,000 people that that hog kid and others, Almosamana, do not give a flying fig about. No, they don't. They do not care. They do not care. If they really cared, if they were really driven and motivated by love, and helping people and making things better and all of the stuff that they post, the hand wringing, what about the children? What about people who suffer gun violence? They would focus on the 45,000 people who kill themselves. Dr. Stephen Wolf from VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, who studied suicide, said, mm-hmm. we really have to focus on what's going on in people's lives that's driving so many to such desperate acts. He said, our research shows something more alarming. These increases in suicides are occurring in places that have been struggling for years, places where incomes have been stagnant and poverty rates have been high. The pressures on middle class and low income families are considerable. He said, the answer is not suicide hotlines. We need to focus on things that reduce stress on American families. And that includes economic assistance, jobs and access to education. What have we talked about repeatedly? Yep. The economics of all of the problems that surround us. All of these debates, the economics. Listen, you got more cash in your pocket. Things are going better in your life. It makes everything else at least a little bit better. You may still struggle. You may still have some mental health challenges. You may have all of these things, but it's not as desperate. You feel no matter how bad it is that you could have a way out. Access to education, jobs, and economic positive outlooks. And then they touch on something else. The lonely in society. Mm -hmm. 
those that feel, whether it's true or not, that they are marginalized and alone. There's the whole ball of wax. Now, some of this goes back to the trophy generation. People are simply unable to cope coping with the tragedies that life brings upon us every I mean in every life you yeah. have these things you're just not able to cope but the bottom line is you want this stuff to go away a better economic forecast is going to help all of it and it's not closing the wage gap between the rich the haves and the have-nots as we talked to Eric yesterday it's not a fixed pie the pie can grow all of those things are possible if you simply focus on capitalism and get government the hell out of the way. Because Chris and I will say, hey, we might be able to make money on educating people about all these things. Hey, there's a way out. I mean, jobs, Mm -hmm. education, economic, all of these things you can make money off of as well. Get the government out of the way. Stop taking money to pay for people and things that we don't need, like research on which contraceptives people prefer. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually... Yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So apparently, um, Rudy Giuliani said some things, kind of mocked Stormy Daniels. Yes. Now, there is so much to mock about Rudy Giuliani. Let me just say, I am not a Rudy Giuliani fan. Rudy is what you call a, a douche. <laughs> he is very douche-like, douche-esque, douchey. Just say douchey. Um, he is not a conservative. He does not oh, care no. about your personal freedoms. He doesn't care about your rights. He is a Republican, of course. <laughs> I have. I could speak for hours on the failures of Rudy Giuliani. He is morally bankrupt. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. Just a little background. Rudy Giuliani was living in the. Um, uh, the mayor's mansion or whatever it is in New York. Okay. With his mistress. Oh. And his wife was still living there because they were going through some issues back in the day. Uh, yeah. Right. Morally bankrupt. He's not the conservative that's going to lead on uh, moral. Well, he may try to, but he himself has some sketchy things in his past. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani has promoted and accepted and endorsed and worked hard for many things that would infringe your rights. This is who Rudy Giuliani is. Mm. He is now a mouthpiece of the Trump administration. Yes. And Trump's lawyer. Yes. <laughs> this is who he is. Even though I believe the president has done pretty well as president, yeah. things that he can actually control. This is who Rudy Giuliani is. Having said that, Rudy, Rudy mocking Stormy Daniels and saying, look at her. He is absolutely right. <laughs> she yeah. is. 
very mockable, and damn, look at her. Well, then also, too, Rudy says, a woman who sells her body for sexual exploitation, I don't respect. Right, exactly. What's wrong with that statement? There's nothing wrong with it. I just want to make sure people know Rudy is not necessarily the person who should be calling her out. No. I mean, based on his past. Yes. That's fine. It doesn't mean what he's saying is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It just mean, means there's a little more to the story when it comes from Rudy. Yes. So I'll definitely give it. But he is right. Give me that again. It's a woman who sells her body. A woman who sells her body for sexual exploitation, I do not respect. Okay, great. I would say a man who sells out, I do I, not respect. Or a woman who here. sells out or a man who sells her body, you're still selling there. Yes. I'm not respecting that. But it doesn't mean he's inaccurate. Yep. And dang, Stormy Daniels. Okay, I've seen pictures back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of cute, you know, whatever. Mm. I mean, not great, but okay. She was okay. You know, she was all right, you know. Yeah. Uh, the pictures now, no, no, no. In fact, um, somebody sent me, as kind of a yeah. little gag, okay. a, a shot Someone of her. sent you. Oh, no, I'll tell you who it was. Um, (laughs) I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, it was a screen grab because she's been doing the tour around the country of strip clubs. Yeah, make America horny again. Mm -hmm. Make whore? (laughs) No, not make her. Make America horny again. Oh, okay. Yes. And she is, she's done, I guess, a video promoting like, I'm going to be at this, you know, at the... Ugh. I'm going to be at the Platinum Rhino Spearmint Diamond, Diamond Club, whatever. <laughs> gentleman Club. Yeah. Easy there, okay, Tiger. A couple things. Uh, why are they called Gentlemen's Clubs? <laughs> Just stop with that. I don't see guys with top hats and canes rolling in there. Tuxes with tails. Gentlemen, this way, a monocle, right? That's nothing to do with Gentleman's Club. Is that Mr. Peanut Club. walking in? Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Is that the Monopoly man? What are you guys doing here? Well, it's called a gentleman's club. It is a club. gentleman's club, right? <laughs> Peanut anyone? <laughs> do not pass go. Yeah, they're not gentlemen's club. Why do they have the creepiest names like that, right? Diamond. <laughs> I love that one. I worked at a uh, rock station in Vegas in the 90s, and I don't know if it's still there, but there was one called the uh, the Olympic Garden. <laughs> I guess it had all uh, goddesses. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> That was the one where I met John Wayne Bobbitt. Oh, okay. He was on tour after he'd had it lopped off and reattached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> classy, classy. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, she was uh, been appearing at these clubs, and she did a video where she's topless, and she's like, hey, I'm Stormy Daniels, come down, and maybe promoting a video or something else. And let me just say, at one time, if you are a fan of extremely um, endowed women, you may have been like, fine. But those days have passed. Those ships have sailed. <laughs> By sailed, I mean have sagged, lagged, uh, stressed. Um, it happens to all of us. Gravity is a terrible, terrible thing. She's when only it comes 39, to, though. Uh, yes, but she also had some extra things to tug uh, for gravity to tug on. Mm. She being a gifted woman um, physically. Yeah, not looking so good. So I would caution the audience, just take my word for it, unless you want to discuss your relatives and friends and coworkers. Hey, check it out. Anyways, so Rudy Giuliani expresses some of these same sentiments about Stormy Daniels 
in maybe a less graphic way than I did. And people melted the hell down. <laughs> How dare Rudy Giuliani say these things about Stormy Daniels? I'm sorry, we've forgotten what her job is. And that's the key, Chris. It's fine. If you want to say, if you want to get indignant and get your, your back up and say, how dare Rudy Giuliani, a human being, talk about another human being's physical looks. That is wrong. Mm. Okay. Maybe you're right. You know, a lot of things physically we can't control. Yeah. I can't control that I'm an Adonis. I was just gifted to look yeah, this way. I'm sorry. Excuse to look me? this model-esque Adonis? physique. Adonis. I mean, Statue of David-esque. I mean, mm. I didn't ask for it. It's a blessing. Mm. Chris didn't ask for the curse that is how he looks. Thank you. So if you say one human being should not make fun of another human being's looks, how dare you? I would say reluctantly, okay, because it's a joke and you move on as political. But Mm -hmm. you got a point there. Yes. If you want to say a man should never talk about a woman's looks, I would say maybe you're right as long as you're willing to say, you know, a woman shouldn't talk about a man's then. If you're, okay, I can reluctantly give you that. Give you that. But how dare you get offended that Rudy Giuliani or anybody else would talk about Stormy Daniels looks defending her Mm. as a champion of women, blah, 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 when she is a porn star, when she has taken money in exchange for sex and people to put it on film. It doesn't get too much more lowbrow than that. How... How much more lowbrow? In some ways, you know what? I would put Harvey Weinstein above her in some in some ways. If you're raping people, no, probably not. No. But if you're seducing or offering them a job for it or inappropriate, hey, look at this. I'm behind a plant with Mr. Johnson. Okay, it's weird. It's weird, but some of that I'd put in a higher level than the porn star, the person selling themselves. Yeah. Some ways, maybe not. At least she entered into a business arrangement and she wants to do that. But please, on the moralizing about Stormy Daniels, she was not a victim. (laughs) She agreed to take $130,000 in hush money to keep her mouth shut. She agreed on all of those things. She is not a moral person on her job. She has not been a moral person when it comes to the contract she had. She was willing to break it to go after more money. All of that. So stop with the moralizing. But it didn't stop from some people from, of course, trying to paint her as the victim because she simply has a vagina. Hmm. We know this because of the videos. (laughs) Mika Brzezinski on MSNBC, all upset at Rudy Giuliani. She had a couple of other people on with her just trashing Rudy. I know someone who spoke to Donald Trump recently about life in the White House, and Donald Trump's biggest complaint was that he's not allowed to watch porn in the White House. So there you go. There's a little bit of news for you. He's upset that he can't watch porn in the White House. Um, I bet they have those, you know, 1-900 numbers blocked, too, which must be a disappointment. um, I'm not really sure, but that's it just sort of flies in the face of all of this. But, you know, I obviously, with my Know Your Value platform, feel really strongly about these comments. And they made my blood boil. I was shaking when I heard them. Okay, let's pause there a moment. Elise Jordan. So 
in the middle of talking about Rudy Giuliani, and then you see she gets back to it talking about these comments made her blood boil. How dare you talk about the physical attributes or lack thereof or how unattractive somebody who got paid to have sex on camera. How dare you? I mean, isn't that at the heart of it? Yeah. Again, if you comment on someone's physical looks out of nowhere, you go, okay. But if that's how you made your living, yeah. isn't that fair game? It Forget is. the lack of morality. And I think that's one thing we've forgotten who we're talking about. <clears throat> we for, we're talking about a porn star. It's based on looks. Not just that. They're not that morally right. They're shady. But then Mika in an attempt to defend Stormy Daniels, takes it all the way to Trump about a story that we're supposed to take her word on. Oh, yeah, because she knows someone, Who is it? Who is it, Mika? Present the person. Otherwise, you're just telling tales as a television anchor, a news anchor? Remember, Mika isn't just a talk show. Joe was the talk show host. Mika was the news presenter. She was the news anchor. And MSNBC is okay with a news anchor offering an unsubstantiated bit of gossip as proof about the president when this topic is only loosely related to him. Remember, his attorney and spokesperson was talking about Stormy Daniels and said something about her physical looks. And you take it back to, oh, yeah. The president doesn't get to watch porn and it ticks him off. Prove it. Source it. Source it. Who is it, Mika? Because if not, it's just the equivalent of me saying, you know, uh, Mika, yeah, uh, she likes midgets. She does. She cruises around New York City looking for uh, midget prostitutes. That's what she does every night. That's what Mika's into. Yep, uh, they tie her up. She loves that. She does all kinds of freaky things with uh, with that game Parcheesi. Remember that game? Yes, they tie her up and they play naked Parcheesi in front of her. It's all crap. I could come out and say, all right, listen, I know somebody who knows Mika. She's into some freaky ass stuff. I could put it out there. That rumor told the right way with the right panache. A couple of other people pick it up. Could follow her around forever and believe things. Yep. They're all, people believe the gerbil rumor about um, oh, you Richard Gere. Yes. You told me that. Yes. Right. I don't know if it's true. But the rumor's out there. It could, it could absolutely be true. It, Richard Gere could have been a situation where we were like, oh, my God, Richard, a gerbil just fell out. It could be 100% true. He could freaky be into that stuff. Or it could be absolutely not true and people believed it. There was a story when I was a kid about Rod Stewart. Okay. You know the one I'm talking about. Neil, right? And I'm going to try to clean this up. It's going to be very different. Right now, there's people go, oh my gosh, I can't believe you know that. Supposedly... Now, I'm in a way I have to dance around this. The rumor was Rod Stewart was rushed to the hospital in the middle of the night. Okay. He was uh, ill, very sick, and they pumped his stomach. Okay. And they found uh, a large quantity of questionable material. Okay. And 
he was supposedly at a party that got out of hand with a lot of other people. Part of the rumor was I think Mick Jagger was involved on the other end. There were all kinds of stuff like this as a kid. And I was like, oh my gosh. And in my little circle of friends in junior high school, the story made its way around, right? And then it kind of faded off and people don't remember the story. Years later, I'm on the air. The new kids on the block are a thing. And some kid calls me up and goes, I heard a rumor about the new kids on the block that name one of them. I don't know which one it was. Jordan, was that one of them? Jordan was rushed to the hospital. He was at a party and they found a large quantity of questionable material in his stomach. And Mick Jagger was there. I, I mean, seriously. Same line. The same story. These things get out there and they follow these people. I don't know how they start. I mean, you know, urban legends. Some of them could be true. They could be based partially in truth. Not. But what Mika did was just tell something that could absolutely be untrue about the president of the United States because she doesn't like him. That's all it is. She's been butthurt by him because he called out her and Joe, rightfully so, because they are failures. They're failures as presenters on MSNBC. They wallow in hearsay as evident by what she just did. They're actually bad at their job, even if it's just to entertain. They're horrible people. This is who Mika and Joe are. She was willing to tell that rumor to spread that rumor, to get more people to dislike the president because of her personal but hurt feelings about him. That's who she is. By the way, you know they're engaged to be married. Yes, I do know that. Yes. At their engagement party, okay. Joe had to be rushed to the hospital. No. They found a large question a large quantity did of questionable material in his stomach when they pumped it. They did. Jordan from the New Kids on the Block and Mick Jagger were at the party. Oh, so was Rod Stewart. They were. Yeah. Mika wasn't, ironically. No? No, she was with the midgets playing parchees. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! culturally diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson for uh, okay i got a clarification from rob who's spinning the dials television style for us in the other room he said i was wrong it was all right except uh, i got the wrong person it wasn't uh in sync and it wasn't rod stewart it was uh the uh, one of the cats from in sync it's just generational they just plug in new people by the way toxic masculinity steve uh tweeting out mick jagger is involved in the other end and no bell uh no the whole Uh, story was bell worthy it's uh it was pretty obvious out there uh but hurt no bell again uh the whole thing was um uh yeah okay we'll keep that moving on great can't read those tweets anyways get them in hashtag what i learned today we've got some breaking news have we confirmed this yes it is confirmed um anthony bourdain dead from suicide uh anthony bourdain was found dead thursday and this is suicide yes uh i'm sorry anthony bourdain was found dead thursday in paris as a result of suicide by hanging cnn is reporting 
Okay, uh, CNN is reporting it. I don't know how trustworthy that is, well, but it are, seems pretty legit. Yeah, it's, that's, well, the, it's, that's his, that's his, his network. network. Yeah, that's his network. And actually, colleagues are tweeting about it. Brian uh, Steller tweeting out, Anthony Bourdain, a gift storyteller, a writer who took CNN viewers around the world, has died. He was 61. We have live coverage on CNN right now. Anthony Bourdain, uh, I met him years ago. Really? Yeah, he came into the studio with us. Uh, he was hawking a cookbook. This is probably uh, 15 years or so. No, it's maybe a little longer, closer to 20 years ago. Um, Anthony Bourdain, I didn't care for a lot of his politics, mm -hmm. but Anthony Bourdain was an incredible talent, an amazing writer. I didn't care for his politics. Some of it were, some of it was more palatable. Much of it was not from a libertarian standpoint. <clears throat> his show was amazing yes. for what it was. Anthony Bourdain, uh, I can say he stuck to his what he believed, even while on the show and things he did, and an amazing writer. Anthony Bourdain was an ass, and I mean that in the best sense of the word. Okay. You know, there are your friends who you're like, oh, Steve is such an ass, and you're like, but it's Steve, man. It's, yeah. it's just, that's their charm. Yeah. That's who Anthony Bourdain was. Um, he was very confident. He, he knew himself from what little I knew of him and when I met him. And yet you could, um, you could tolerate that rough, gruff kind of arrogance that he had because he was good. He, yeah, he knew you know, his stuff. If you're arrogant and a failure, it's like, oh, geez, dude. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious. But if you're successful and a little bit arrogant, it's not nice. But you're like, well, you know. I mean, Trump, Obama, George W. Bush, if they're a little arrogant, you're like, well, the guy's a president. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not nice, but all right, you know. Or if you're, you know, one of these people that I hate because they're so successful. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain had a little bit like that, but also kind of the guy that, like I said, the friend that's kind of a jackass and you're like, oh, I kind of lo love yeah. to hate him type yeah. thing. Yeah. He came in, um, he was nice in his own way, but not in the, oh, hello, you know, sensitive. Mm -hmm. He just treated us with respect. Yeah. I enjoyed the experience when I met him um, and I think he was a great talent. But the bigger story, the biggest story might be the suicide part. Yeah, and I just want to say something. Um, that's number three. The circle is close. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. Kate Spade just committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Likely it was suicide. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain, likely suicide at this point. Still early, we don't know. And his may have been, when, when people hang themselves, it could be related to other things. could be not really suicide. It could be some sort of sexual game gone wrong. They yeah. always have to factor yeah. that in. And I don't want to make, I don't want to politicize somebody's death this no. quick, uh, quickly after, you know, mm -hmm. give it time to whatever and people to get the details. But if accurate, and I just half yeah. an hour ago, hour ago was talking about suicides versus homicides mm -hmm. and opioid addiction. We have a major problem that is not being discussed. We're bogged down in all of this talk about other stuff because of political issues and progressives who want to make this stuff about control. I challenge everybody today, if you are serious about helping people, I don't care, left, right, Democrat, Republican, Green Party, the alien party that that hog kid apparently belongs to, I don't care. 
if you are truly genuine about helping people, then knock it off about the guns and the knives and everything else and start looking at suicide and addiction. They're intertwined on some level as well. Start focusing on those things and realizing the causes, at least in part to those things, are about people, whether true or not, feeling marginalized and that they don't have opportunities in life. Whatever those opportunities they are, uh, you're talking economic, job, dating uh, opportunities, whatever they are, that's what's driving some of this stuff. If it's true that he committed suicide right after Kate Spade did as well, Robin Williams a couple of years ago, hopefully that some good will come out of this and people will say, okay, let's get off the guns and let's start talking about the real problem. It's funny you say that because at the bottom of the story on the CNN says suicide is growing problem in the United States. The CDC just published a survey this on Thursday. This was two days ago, a couple days ago. And it's quoting what you just said, that an increase of 25% across the United States over two decades and in 2016 is literally why we just, just finished there talking it is. about there it is if you if you honestly are tired of this stuff we've told you one of the ways that you can truly do some good in this is to sign up for a patriot mobile account i mean this is a commercial for them yes but it is true it's legitimate this is an organization a company that's founded on capitalistic principles which is only going to help people that provides economic opportunities and they give little bits of their profit the cost of doing business to things that you and i support the nra positive groups that fight for change on behalf of personal freedoms and positive economic outcomes they are capitalists and they want to do good in the world and they do both they make money and they do good in the world unlike every other mobile company in america that takes your money a little little bit of it and gives it to things that you do not progressive causes which only adds to nonsense like this that only creates more problems sign up for a patriot mobile account today please sign up for an account it's patriotmobile.com slash doc what is the offer this month it's twenty dollars a month twenty dollars for a data plan, unlimited? There's unlimited plans out there for $20. And a phone for 6 bucks a month. So right there, you're already $26 in. Oh my gosh, please sign up today. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Please sign up today. You can also call 800-A-PATRIOT. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Constitutional drunk tweeting something that is uh, could be seen as uh, insensitive, but I get aggressive, it. Aggressive, but it it makes an amazing point if you look at it as satire. Yes, yes. he simply tweeted, "Ban suicide." Mm. <clears throat> I think if you he- ban it, if you outlaw suicide, by the way, it's already outlawed. Uh, maybe suicide-free zones, you don't have these issues. I, mean, also, yeah, I, I hate this quick to make something political. I try to avoid that. But we were just talking about it. Yeah. I was just bringing it up that this is a serious problem. I mean, the gun angle, comparing it to people with the guns, is one thing. It's true. Um, the other is just that this is a massive problem. So it's twofold. Number one, let's focus on suicide and opioid addiction. Many of the reasons 
that people kill themselves or are addicted to opioids are or, or abuse any other drug, self-medicating, are for the same reasons. There, it's escapism. Um, they have so many problems they can't deal with. By the way, that suicide study also shows that most people that are clinically depressed do not kill themselves. No. That's not who leads it. Mm-hmm. It's people that have some recent struggles, some yeah. little things going on. They can't on. deal with that one. They can't. It's, it's they like can't that last out of the drop. Hole. That last drop. It starts spiraling. Mm-hmm. Likely, if you are clinically depressed and have been fighting something for years, you you almost know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. like, I just, I'll I know, just keep yeah. trucking, you know, trucking along, mm-hmm. trucking along. Mm-hmm. It's horrible, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's really interesting because uh, Spade was found um, hung by her scarf, and then you got Anthony Bourdain found. Hanging. And some of these plant the seeds for somebody else. So yeah. um, it's horrible. But then there's, of course, the gun angle. Let's stop worrying about that. And let's start worrying about the things that actually matter that we Mental can do health. something about. It's more that. important for how long have we talked about that. Mental and then you've got all the veterans as well. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, the quickly tell you about Minostalgia at blazewildrice.com. They've got their uh, sampler packs up. Focus on the sampler packs. Folks. Yes, try yeah. this stuff. If you're new to blazewildrice.com, sampler pack. try the sampler. It starts with <clears throat> the Minostalgia Wild Rice, yes. the only native grain in North America. We've told you it's uber healthy. It's almost a complete protein. It has trace minerals and vitamins. It's super healthy. Most rices are not a great supply of protein. Mm-hmm. They're not. It's mainly carbs. It's mainly starch. Blaze Wild Rice, the Minostalgia Wild Rice, is almost a complete protein. Mm-hmm. You add a little more to it, a couple of vegetables, and Boom, it is the there. perfect meal. So you go, okay, I'm familiar with it, and I know it's edible memories from the North Woods of Minnesota. They have jellies and jams and syrups and mixes, soup mixes and waffle mixes and all this stuff. I I want to try try a sampler pack. It works great. Try the grilling sampler pack and right you're now. you're done. It's Father's Day gift. Good for you. You got grilling season coming up, and they include with the grilling sampler pack some of the beer jellies and other stuff, so you get to sample those because it's not just jelly that you can put with peanut butter. You can. It also works for grilling. You're grilling out this summer because we've talked about it mainly like in a pan, a mm-hmm. frying pan with a wok. Yeah. Use a little bit of that pepper jelly or beer jelly in your grilling to make a nice glaze. Because oh. remember, sugars give you that crusty, when you barbecue, for example, mm-hmm. that's what gives you that crusty, crystallized, uh, the stuff that burns a little, it gives you that dark, you know, charred flavor, mm-hmm. depending on how it, it's the sugars that do that. I mean, the tang comes from sweet and different things as yeah. well. Sorry. But it's the sugars that bring that out. So you use some of that pepper jelly or beer jam, uh, mm. pepper jam or beer jelly. Works great. Don't forget to use the promo code BEER10. BEER10 to get 10% off the grilling sampler packs. It's at blazewildrice.com. Blazewildrice.com. All right. I know we got a lot of that uh, out of the way we had to do. It was serious or whatever. I think it's time we get back to a little fun. You haven't had it in a couple weeks. It's time now for... And now, Doc Thompson presents the Friday Leftovers. Mm. Yeah, people are getting a little bit worried there because you're talking about the suicide and whatnot. A little worried, but no, no, I have your Friday Leftovers. These are the great stories we didn't get to earlier in the week, so we will get to them now. Our first story comes to us from West Palm Beach, which is located in the state of Florida. Florida, that's right. A West Palm Beach, Florida liquor store cashier told cops that 26-year-old Andrew Williams, no related to my buddy Andrew Williams in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 
26-year-old Andrew Williams entered the store and asked for a bottle of Hennessy. Oh. The clerk asked Williams for an ID. Williams got ticked off and cursed him out. Oh, come on, man. I'm old enough. You know, you're in there buying your Hennessy. You're 26. Yeah. I don't need you questioning me Thank about you. my Hennessy. Thank you. You know, would somebody underage ask for you know, no, cognac? No, no, of course no. not. So he started cursing at him. The clerk then said, please leave. That's when Williams replied as he was exiting. Remember my face, you punk ass bitch. Mm. Oh, okay. Is that a threat? That is a threat. Remember my face, you punk ass. That's like I'm waiting for you. Oh, Remember yeah, me. Yeah. Come I'm going to come at you. Yeah. Right? Remember my face, you punk ass bitch. That's the quote. Yeah. A few minutes later, Williams returned wearing dark sunglasses and a Jamaican style knitted cap as a disguise. He pulled out a gun and shot the clerk in the arm and shoulder. Now, cops got a tip of who robbed the place within minutes of it, right? They got a tip about the robbery that it was Williams. (laughs) The clerk identified him because... He remembered him, his, his face, <laughs> that punk ass bitch of a clerk remembered <laughs> William's face. <laughs> he did surveillance video further helped prove the guilt of Williams because he was wearing the same outfit that he was pictured oh, in man. his driver's license that he had taken earlier that day. Tra- oh. So he rolled sometime that day into the DMV, got his picture for his license, <laughs> carrying that around, <laughs> robs the liquor store, remember my face, an apparent outfit, you punk ass bitch, and <laughs> cops could use that as evidence. <laughs> he was charged with first degree murder, armed burglary, armed assault, and has been locked up waiting trial. Pro criminal tip number 4233. Do not challenge victims to remember your face. You want them to forget your face. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good tip. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. 26 year old Mike Kohler lined up with thousands of other runners in Fargo for his first ever half marathon. Ooh, that's good. Going to run 13.1 miles. Half marathon. Wow. <clears throat> he had never run. That far. Never even close to it. He said, but he was going to go out and do this. So he lines up. Now, the marathon was featuring both a full and a half marathon. He signed up for the half marathon that day. He uh, got in the starting line, got in the position, go. He starts running. What he didn't realize was that um, the full and the half marathon had different starting points. It's not just everybody line up and then you only run half as far. Different starting points. They were not at the same place at the same time. He lined up in the wrong place. He lined up for the full marathon and ran it. Wow. He said he started getting suspicious after he saw the course markings that said full marathon only. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. That he started getting suspicious at that point when Wait it said, hey, you're running the full marathon. This is the full marathon only course. You know, I wonder. Is this the full marathon? Sometimes 
when I'm in line at a fast food restaurant and it says Burger King, Mm -hmm. I start getting suspicious that maybe, possibly, I'm in line at Burger King. Are you sure? I mean, just a little suspicious there. Mm. He said, uh, said full marathon only, but then he figured, (laughs) ah, the two courses would converge. Even though it said full marathon marathon. only, (laughs) they're going to converge. I think it's also the half marathon only. (laughs) Apparently didn't know that word. He said, but they didn't. And he didn't fully realize his mistake until he was nearing the end of the 13 miles. And everybody's kept going. going. Okay, I've made the 13-1. Is it like 13-3? Is is it really 26-6? And I'm... (laughs) Okay, I'm at four. He said at that point, he just figured, ah, what the hell? I run the whole thing. <laughs> and he finished 26.2 miles in five hours, 54 minutes, and 26 seconds. I give him credit for that, though. Is that a good time? <clears throat> um, it's not a bad time if okay. you've never run it. Yeah. <clears throat> you can finish. What do they usually give you? Six hours? Okay. <clears throat> you made it under the six hours, other than they shut it down. I mean, it's not great, but if you've never run even 13 miles... Would you finish? <clears throat> now? No. Oh, would I if, if I was... Yeah, yeah if, you, if you were... That's absolutely something I would have yeah. done. That absolutely yeah. has Doc Thompson written all over 13. it. 13.1. Oh, nobody's stopping. Okay. I could, I could hear me on the air going, I saw it said <laughs> full marathon, but <laughs> I thought... And I would have some reason why yeah. it made yeah. sense to me. Yeah. And yeah, I could see... I, what I would probably do is go... All right, I've run the half. Mm-hmm. Let me just run a little while. Maybe I'll try to get fifteen or sixteen. That'll you know record. And then if you get to if I got to twenty, I'd be like, oh, well, hell yeah, I can run I six finish. more miles. Right, I got to finish now. Yeah. yeah, so I could see that. Yeah, <clears throat> assuming I physically could do it today, not so sure. <laughs> Back in the day, I could. A woman in British Columbia, Canada, was arrested after she was caught on video apparently. Dropping a deuce on the floor of a Tim Hortons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apparently? Yeah, I know. It says apparently in the story, but I'm like... (laughs) Either you did or you didn't. I mean, I guess the video could be faked. I mean, David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. You know what? You're right. You know, Diamond Head is gone, but uh, it's it's, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. All right. I'll I'll have a fry cake. I love the the blueberry scone. <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, give me a curler. <laughs> it seems there was some sort of verbal confrontation with the staff prior oh. to the incident. After she uh, she no. let it fly in the middle of Tim Hortons, she began to throw nope. it at the Tim Hortons workers. No, no, no. Honey, how was your day at work? <laughs> oh, I'm going to wish you could say it. You know, I feel really bad for this, the worker's dog. Because when he got home, he kicked the dog that day. That dog, absolutely. You have somebody drop a deuce in the middle of Tim Hortons and you get it thrown at you and you have to clean it up. Yep. That's one where you have had enough. Oh, yeah. That's the one where you drive home and you know what? You keep your kids off my lawn, right? You start screaming at the neighbors. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's one where mm-hmm, it's, it's all a, bad that day. It's a poopy day at work. 
She is set to appear in court for the incident. Uh, she needs a diaper. Here's the thing. When I first saw the story, woman arrested after disturbing incident at uh, Tim Hortons for pooping on the floor. Really? As frustrating as it would be for the staff, I kind of understand it. Really? I mean, I don't care for Tim Horton, so I understand her confusion. <laughs> Tim Hortons is a fail. Sorry. You keep your Canadian-style failed-ass donuts and coffee in Canada. Seriously. Have you had the Tim Hortons? No, never had it. You eat it, and you're just going, "What am I? why am I eating this? Why am I? I mean, it's not hot and ready bad, but it's bad. It's just like, what is the point of this? Roll over to Krispy Kreme. I'll even give you a Dunkin's. I'm a Krispy Kreme guy. Me too. Even though I was raised in the north on Dunkin', fine. Both of them, head and shoulders. Tim Hortons is a fail. I'll give you spud nuts. There's a a few spud nuts around. Yeah. Tim Hortons. Yeah, America needed Tim Hortons. Really? (laughs) Please. Anyway, 27-year-old Giovanni Powell was arrested for driving with a suspended license. Her 19-year-old passenger, Kayla Izari, was released because they had no reason to detain her. She was just a passenger. She was a passenger. Okay. Kayla went to the police department's Facebook page immediately after being set free and bragged about getting away. No. You got away. So cops saw that and looked a little closer in the vehicle. And found Kayla's purse in the car with her ID and some heroin and an illegal pistol and and her paperwork from the last time she was arrested from jail. (laughs) Cops used that social media post to set up a a meeting. They didn't tell her what they had found. (laughs) Why don't you come on down? We got some things things for you. She rolled on down, realized what was going on. Tried to flee on foot. <laughs> Didn't work. They arrested oh, her. Oh, sweetheart. Yeah. You got away. Ha <laughs> ha, got away. They didn't yeah. find that. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm arrested. Aw. <laughs> Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Because HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Continuing our Friday leftovers now, a Florida fish and wildlife police officer received a complaint about a man trespassing in a protected area. Hmm. When the officer got there, he found a camouflage shirt on the ground, footprints leading from the shirt to some bushes. Whoa. Where, when he looked a little closer, he spotted a man hiding behind a palmetto bush. The man was squatting, trying to hide, Uh, and was, as the officer reported, clearly intoxicated. Okay. Now, the cop escorted the man out of the park. He just gave him a warning. Hey, you're in a protected area. Don't be here. here. Very nice. You see, the the camouflage shirt. See, that's the the funny part here. Yes. Had he kept the camouflage shirt on... 
seen him. The cop would have not. See, he wouldn't have said shirt and footprints leading away from it. No, he would have just said, keep your camouflage shirt on. It's camouflage. Is that how that works? That's how it works. That's so if I have a camouflage shirt uh-huh. and I hide behind some bushes, I could get away. I could get away. It's going to be more likely. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aurora, Colorado cops say a woman allegedly damaged a 7-Eleven microwave by heating up urine inside of it, which then exploded. Urine can explode? Idiot. You don't do that. You got to loosen the lid on the urine bottle first. (laughs) (laughs) The clerk said uh, he saw a 26-year-old Angelique Sanchez put something in the microwave. A few <laughs> seconds later, there was a loud bang. Ooh. Sanchez looked at the microwave, looked around, and then quickly walked out of the store. Is that where they get the term dirty Sanchez? <laughs> no, but move That's on. That's not it? Move on. I should just move on? Move That's- on. <laughs> the clerk noticed... A yellow liquid dripping from the microwave, and according to the clerk, the smell was unquestionably urine. That's the quote. The quote, yeah, I thought it was no, no. No, no, no. I saw yellow liquid dripping from the microwave. The smell was unquestionably urine. Urine. He called the popo when the cops rolled up there. (laughs) They investigated, and they found Angelique Sanchez at a nearby clinic where they can talk conduct urinalysis analysis. yeah she was trying to heat the urine in the microwave because it was, it was room temperature oh. yeah at first i thought was she trying to clean it yeah, up clean it up no yeah. she carried it but it was it was room temperature so if you roll in there and go here's my urine they're like yeah it's cool it didn't just come yeah. out of your body oh. yeah. she tried to heat it she didn't realize um the human body um is not you know, 400 degrees when urine comes out, it's no, no. not, it's no. not boiling. It's not 212. No, it's not coffee hot. Right. It's not <laughs> McDonald's coffees, gold, your groin hot. Sorry. It's you know, warm. you know, your temperature and they take yeah. 98.6. That's, that's what you want it to be. Yes. Not boiling. <laughs> Sanchez told police when they questioned her, uh-huh. She said she cleaned up the mess. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, you put urine in a microwave and damage the microwave. You need to pay for that. She has been convicted of theft several times in the past. Ooh. This time she was just issued a summons for damaged property. Yeah. A Modesto, California man, survived being hit by a train a second time. Whoa, he needs to play the lottery right now. The unidentified man who witnesses said looked to be in his 50s okay, was riding a bike across the tracks <gasps> he got near Yosemite Boulevard and Empire Avenue when the train hit him. When he collided with, as the report said, a slow moving train. Oh, okay. Oof. You're hit by a slow-moving slow train. train. Yes. How slow are you going? I know. If you're... Wow. Uh, again, this is a second time. <laughs> the Modesto Fire Department said it appears he was struck 
and dragged along with the train. But for getting hit by a train, he had minimal injuries. <laughs> just some scrapes and bruises. This is great. The train stopped at some point. Yeah. And by the time the first responders there got there, the man had extricated himself from the locomotive. Mm. He was kind of up under there mm. a little bit, but he had gotten himself out, mm-hmm. dusted himself off. First responders rolled up to the scene. They treated him on the scene, and while treating him, he said, yeah, this isn't the first time I've been hit. I was hit years ago when I was a much younger man by a slow-moving train. Oh. Dude, Dude. what are you you doing? Seriously, what are you? How are you? Here's the thing. He's not deaf. He's not blind. Stay away from trains. How about just look over here to the left? Or the right, or just Great. avoid. No, just, just, just avoid, avoid the tracks. But tracks, I mean, you're gonna cross. By the way, here's the, the tracks are kind of difficult to find. So it's not like they're everywhere right true, now. True, true. So you have tracks. to go into yeah. a track to find a track. So just avoid. Based on this story, okay, okay. Um, again, he's in his fifties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hit by a slow-moving train mm-hmm. multiple times while crossing the tracks, and then dragged. I'm not imagining this guy is a cyclist. No. He's not the no. guy with the spandex and, and the, the helmet I mean, and the lights. Hunched over the ten speed, <laughs> ha, 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 hiking up. You know, this is not Lance Armstrong no. here. No, 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 no. This no. is a guy who's got a rickety bike that's wobbling back. He's still got the second wheels. You know? right. <laughs> the right. training wheels still there. Wobbling back, a basket likely on the front. <laughs> right, maybe one of those uh, horns like that. That's the type of cycle, right? Yes. Very nerdy. Honey, you're not going to believe it. Uh, I was hit by another one of those damn slow-moving trains. Again? I know, right? Why they got to do something you? about this. Mm, you know, some sort of blinking lights or something. They have that. I'm sorry? They have that in a big uh, thing. Oh, that's for the train? Yes. Oh, I got to plead ignorance and on this. And they go, Urgh. That means that it's... Yes. If somebody had told me that uh, years ago... I- the Morning Blaze. With Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Nice to see that people are learning things. Now the Friday leftovers return. Hashtag yes. what I learned today. Yeah, giggle, uh, fit tweeting out what I learned today. When Friday leftovers smells like urine, you know you're listening to the TMB. Right? I went big. You I did. went big with it. You did. Toxic you did. masculinity saying, wonder if the Tim Hortons deuce droppers related to 7-Eleven piss cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty with a mojo I wasn't going to tie those together. But, but okay. he did. Yeah. Uh, hit by a train twice. They say there's a law attraction, but trains? Trains. I know, right? Trains. Are you going to admit that? No. Okay, first of all, you get hit by a train at all. And if, if you survive, 
You don't tell people. No. It's a train. Yeah. This is, I mean, hit by a car, you're walking on the sidewalk, a car and could a car come up there, you get in jumps, a car accident, yep. right? <clears throat> a train, you have to be on the tracks. And again, I go back to what I said, tracks are not everywhere. Right. So you actually either have to be actively looking for the track or, or accidentally you end up at a track. Now, how are the ways you could avoid the, 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 the trains that society has said avoid train tracks, right? There's that. Right? There's all the, there's the, I'm walking down the tracks, minding my own business, even with headphones on, and you feel <laughs> of the tracks. Huh. Tracks are vibrating. I wonder what that is. So if you're hit by a train, do not admit it. No. When your friends are like, wow, you're all busted up. Mm. You're like, I fell down. Right? That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. But certainly don't admit you're hit by a train no. a second time. No, no, That's no. on you. Yes. Like, I can't even give you one time, but definitely not twice. No. So don't uh, Backyard cow tweeting out what I learned today. I've been hit by a slow train drunk. Okay. Have you been hit by a train slow? I have train not, drunk? but I could see myself. You That's see yourself the one there? addendum I'll give you. You could see yourself? I could see myself that. Yeah, I could. Uh, walking down the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. crossing the tracks. No, 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 even no, no, drunk, no. I'm going to yes, get that yeah, one right. Okay. You know, uh, but walking down the tracks where I'm like, mm, wait a minute, I, oh my gosh, and you try to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ohio Wackelberg tuning out what I'm turning. This is a very nice tip. I think this should be a pro criminal tip. Camouflage only works if you use it. There it is. There it is. Write that down. Make sure that's in the show close. Uh, Everyone needs to learn that over yes, and over yes. again. So I told you yesterday, I sent Brad a story on the wax. circus-like activity of mm-hmm. removing wax from that woman's ear. Okay. Last night, I'm looking through the news. <clears throat> see a story about somebody finding a bug in some woman's ear. Oh. The amount of stories of people finding stuff in people's ears, mm-hmm. stunning. Wow. No, and it is. The amount of stories I send to Brad like that now as the pitch man <laughs> for WaxRx. Is he? Has he become the man for WaxRx? He's kind of the Billy uh, Billy Mays of WaxRx. <laughs> he, he really is. He does have different... Uh, and it, at least it's a good product, right? Yeah. You know, It's WaxRx. It's a wax removal system, so you can clean out your ears safely, effectively, efficiently. You don't have to go to the doctor's office anymore. Don't stick stuff in your ears. We no. know that's bad. This is a three-step process. You put the drops in your ear to loosen the earwax. Then you got specially designed pump, doctor designed to softly but efficiently and effectively flush the earwax out, and then you polish it off. You finish off with a pH balance rinse that leaves your ears soft and supple. You'll love it. You need it. You can use it over and over. The entire family can use it. If you uh, run out of drops, you can just uh, reorder those. I mean, you get a lot of use out of the mm-hmm. ones they send you. But go to usewaxrx.com, promo code radio to get it shipped to your door for free. Usewaxrx.com. We got an update on a pretty cool story, and we'd love to share you know business ideas with you any Anyways, cool products and services, and we talk a little entertainment. This is a success story, and I think you're going to be happy about it. Uh, Taylor James joining us. How are you, Taylor? I'm very good, thanks. Yourself? Doing well. Taylor was in studio with us uh, a few months back when the movie Samson came out, which he stars in. Yeah. Now, this is from Pure Flix. This is a... Uh, a conservative and religious-based yeah. uh, movie company. And it's great when we see non-progressive movies getting some attention. And Samson got a lot of attention, didn't it, Taylor? 
It really did. And uh, I just want to thank you for my time in the studio a few months ago. It was amazing. And, and hearing your voices again is, is giving me a lovely flashback to that time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just a testament to how well it was received and the support that we we needed. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. So, yeah, it's now on um, video on demand and it's, it's having its second stage of life, which is super exciting. So you end up doing what, just shy of five million in sales? At the movies? Yeah, that was at the box office, which is really good um, because it was at a, uh, a time in the calendar when it went up against probably one of the biggest films of all time, Black Panther. So to see that support from other people was uh, incredible. And um, it still continues to open theatrically around the world at different times because different countries have different opening times. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, we hit our five million, which was amazing. And uh, it's continuing to, uh, to grow. So, yeah, so you'll get more box office sales, and now it's out for American audiences on Blu-ray, DVD, digital. It's, it's available uh, right now, right? Correct, and, and what's wonderful about that is that um, there, was a, there was a great uh, number of screens in which Samson did show across America, but there are a lot of towns and a lot of places. You guys have got a big country where a lot of people couldn't get an opportunity to go to the, uh, the movie theater, whether it be at that weekend or whether it be due to location. So this is the prime opportunity that people get a chance to see that film in, in the comfort of their own home. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love it, too, um, not just because of this topic, because I, I love the story of Samson, but also because if we have more movies like this telling good stories and I'm not I'm not a I'm not a prude. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, body humor as well and stuff. But the more that we can tell stories like this and the more success that uh, that Pure Flix has, the better we're going to be to take back culture from people who who are not the most responsible with it. I think that's uh, absolutely 100%. We are a product of the people we surround ourselves with. So if the uh, ins- if the inspirational, if goodwill, if, if nice virtues is part of our daily life in all warps, whether it be entertainment, whether it be work, professional, um, it can only uh, constitute to us being a better version of ourselves and therefore being part of one of five of the next person and the next person and so on. So I'm glad these, uh, these, these good uh, moralistic stories uh, resonate with you, and, and, and I'm glad they resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sure the audience um, it absolutely is love. They're loving right now hearing that it, uh, it was a success. Uh, where can people find it and get more information on getting a DVD, Blu-ray, digital? Where can they get it? I believe it's on your, your major places like your Amazon um, uh, your iTunes, um, I believe it will be Netflix. I believe, um, you know, a lot of uh, Redbox and places like that have it. Um, I'm over in the UK at the moment, so it's not, um, <laughs> it's not slapping me in the yeah, face with all the different outlets, but I know it's those major ones. And I think worst case scenario, you go to Samson, uh, the movie um, on, online, and all the details are there of where people can find it. Yeah, but you could go to uh, Samson, that movie, uh, and then you could find it there. I want to say something, Taylor. I'm going to call you because me and you connected when you were here back in February. Yeah, I remember. It's, yeah, it's, your it's, accent. It's in the back office, and now you're in the front office. Yes, thank you. <laughs> your accent has become way stronger than when I met you. 
In terms of uh, more British? Yes. It's, pro- it's probably because I'm back home. With right. <laughs> that is so cool. Do you do that when you get to Puerto Rico? Well, I, was, I was going to get So when I go to Puerto Rico and I come back. It's oof, all plantains and it's bananas. It's all plantains and bananas gotcha. and people cannot understand. So I'm here listening. I'm saying, man, Taylor's been home for a while now. I understand that. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty I think, cool. I think connecting with my family um, has definitely uh, enhanced that. Yes. So I'm hoping Pure Flix at some point, uh, maybe in the next couple of years, will actually do a Noah movie and do it oh, right for a change. Yeah. Not like that last yeah. one. Uh, but yeah, what do you yeah. have coming up in the future? Um, so there is a couple of projects, uh, one of which is, is hopefully shooting in the Alps in uh, late August, early September, depending on the on the weather, because it can be quite um tempestuous being up in the mountains um and that's a that's an action film um and then there's another project that i'm also a part of producing um which is a kind of a, a buddy movie an action adventure but uh they both have the same message at the at the heart and those are the messages that i'm drawn to about uh a person having an opportunity to turn things around love it from being uh for what they can learn about their character to become a better version of themselves I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Love stories like that. Even if it's comedy, it doesn't matter what it is. Action adventure. If you have one nice little message in there that you're like, oh, okay, that you get, I, I think that makes movies so much more enjoyable. I agree. All right. Well, we're going to tweet out a link to this. Uh, and again, you find most of the details at Samson.movie. Samson.movie. Uh, look for it. It's out on DVD. Uh, Taylor, going forward, as you, you get different projects, let us know. We'll gladly put you on the air and help you out. And I will come into the studio in that. Excellent. Fact. I, will, I, will, I, will, I will say that. So, yes, yeah, next time I'm, I'm in town, I, I'd love to see you guys. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Taylor James uh, from the Samson movie and, of course, uh, produced by uh, Pure Flix that did uh, The Case for Christ, God's Not Dead, God's Not Dead 2. God's Not Dead 3. Is there three? Is there yeah, three? there's three. A third I didn't know one there was a third. They were a sponsor of the program. I don't remember the third one, though. No, you didn't watch it, but they, they sponsored in our program. We talked to uh, A.R. White. <clears throat> I thought that was two. No, that was three. Man, everything just like no, it is. comes it's, together in my especially head. Especially when it comes to Pure Flakes. Because, you know, it's, it's like when you have a success movie, you keep trying to add and trying to add. The third well, one they, came they out. They do a great job with they this do. stuff. They do. But it, I guess part of it's difficult for me to believe that they're having this much success. Yes. Not... That the audience isn't there. The no. audience is. Yes. It's just in the past, whenever anybody did Bible movies, oh, unless cheesy. it was the few, right, unless it was the few times that Hollywood got behind it, like mm-hmm. Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. you know, oh, when they, yeah. they produced the epic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless that was the case, they were always kind of like, mm, not done that well. Yeah. But you love the story so much and you tried to support it. And and, and this one was difficult very uh, when it came in a box because it came out during the President's Day four-day week weekend black panther was massive and if you remember that that week i was like oh i don't think they're gonna do good it kept up with black panther it was really up there it was like top three top uh in the movies i was like oh these people they're gonna do really good again it goes back to good storytelling and come on man the bible has fantastic story this is the modern not the modern but this is like the version of uh, 300 it's literally yeah it's a great point yeah it's 300 like actually you could watch with kids yeah yeah i just uh i i love when i see they make money mm-hmm. because then pure flicks goes 
Okay. What's next? That was what's next. <laughs> and the profits. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine you're running PureFlix. You're running a company like this. Now you have more money to do a you know more movies and do them better. It's constantly growing. And then one thing too is about PureFlix is trying to compete uh, with Netflix. So PureFlix released their own Netflix platform. And you can find all these Christian movies. Awesome. You know, for, for a ninety-nine, I mean, nine ninety-nine uh, a month, and it, they have to compete with Netflix. So what do they do? Well, let's make a good movie and then attract more people. Oh, Pure Flick did that. Oh, maybe what else they have in there? So hopefully they get it. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think. You know, I never saw Passion of the Christ. Really? I never saw that. There's a new one. I isn't there like a part two coming out? Um, I haven't heard that. I'm. You might be right. I don't. <clears throat> that seems odd, but okay. Um, yeah, I didn't see it back in the day. And it's one of those on the list is haven't gotten around really to it. Good. Then you're like, hey, what movie am I going to watch? And you just forget, you know, what movies you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. You always remember them when people are talking about movie and stuff. And you're like, I got to remember. Then when you're like, Lonnie, let's watch a movie. What do you want to watch? <laughs> you can't remember what they are. So yeah. yeah, is it out? It's coming out? Wow. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson <clears throat> is bringing Passion of the Christ, too. Uh, oh, Mel. Yeah. So Mel's we'll we'll not done well in recent years. He's trying to get back. Yeah. Is that all it is? Yeah, it's okay. going to be titled Resurrection, so it's probably going to focus. Have you ever seen the original Ben-Hur? Yes, you told me about this. Yeah. Did you watch? You told me, and it's like, you got to go. I've seen the the, the the one that I just The came modern out, one, The yeah. modern one. And then Which you told was me, not horrible. No. No, it was Some wasn't. parts of it done very well. They actually did the chariot race pretty well in the modern one, yeah. too. And then you told me, hey, no, go back <clears throat> look, and wow. For the time, for too. The t- for the, yes. Amazing. It's really good. That is such a great story. Mm-hmm. I love um, the Charlton Heston version better when he's on the ship as the slave, you know, gets sold in slavery, basically. Uh, is such a cool scene, the whole thing. I love those characters that... Um, and this is... Even though Ayn Rand was an atheist, okay, I love her characters for the same reason that they just take the crap. Yeah, the broad shoulders. They just they life and villains and bad is just heaped upon mm. them, and they stay true to their values. Mm. They sacrifice even their own desires. You could just, Ayn Rand's characters, it's like, okay, listen, just give a little bit and your life will be so much, just, just, a, just a little bit. Just and they're like, bit. no, in fact, I'm going to go off on a five, maybe 10 minute speech on my values and why I won't. <laughs> and the speech is awesome. A, yes. Yes. It's like, I get behind that. I can get behind that. Right. And I like, want to follow that. Damn. Why can't I be that? You just roll a pizza, and I'm like, all right, I can. <laughs> Got something there. You look down like, damn. They brought out the big guns. They did. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. I was standing on principles. That pie. <laughs> damn. But you could get Samson. Samson, that movie, or any uh, digital platform. Hey, we've got uh, 4th of July approaching quickly. You've got, uh, at the end of the summer, multiple opportunities that you would likely want to, for special occasions, display an American flag. And if you don't have a quality American flag, you can get one pretty easily. A real high-quality, American-made U.S. flag, stars and stripes at collinsflags.com. So sad that you have to say that. American-made flag. It's so sad that you have to say that. 
Shouldn't I mean, be um shouldn't the American flag be made in America? It's always been weird to me because <laughs> made in China. There's so many different products that are not made in America and we use and we accept them, but yeah. you're right in the back of your mind, you're like, The That's American just flag wrong really? that it's made in China. Just it's unpatriotic. I guess there's no difference between that and the couch you buy that's made in Sweden or someplace. I guess. But Okay, great. Stop being an un-American and buy American flags from Collins Flags. It just seems like yeah, it yeah, should be. This is dirty. It seems dirty. <laughs> it seems dirty. dirty. It's dirty. That's a good, that's a great way to put it. Collinsflags.com. C-O-L-L-I-N-S flags.com. Collinsflags.com. They've been in business uh, for a number of years. They're a family-owned business, and we're happy to have them on, on board with us because they do such a great job. They make great flags, and you get them for great prices. These are high-quality flags at great prices. All orders shipped within 24 hours. Shipping is free on all orders over $75. It's a great Midwestern company that has Midwestern values. You know that that you probably share as well. We're proud to have them here, as sponsor, because it's also Texas values here, right? I mean, that's Texas do love their flags. It's so weird. You know, that's when people used to say Midwestern values. That's what they meant. They meant conservative values. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Southern yeah. values. You know, common sense. You know, do the right things. Family, freedom. God, I mean, this is this is what they were, and that's really what Collins flags are. They not only make American flags, they make every state flag. You got sports teams, they're going to make those flags. You got another country's flag you need for some reason? Well, they Botswana? make those as well. Yes, they do. Let me, yes, they have it. Puerto Rico. Yes, that's not a country, but yes, go ahead. Yes, Cuba. They, yes, that's a country, and okay. they do have Cuban flags. Okay, okay. Haiti. Yep, they got them right okay, there. Okay, get them right there. Collinsflags.com. You can get any of them at collinsflags.com or call them toll free. 800-950-4061. It's collinsflags.com. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Blaze with Doc Thompson. Well, at least he doesn't have to fly very far. No. He's going to Canada, right? Yeah. <laughs> G7 rolling uh, in Canada today. The president. Some, uh, some tweets back and forth. Our buddy Jason Buttrell joining us now to uh, discuss this. Yeah. Before you do that, before we throw it at him, yeah. you have to say how he got to us. Okay. Yeah, you have to give a little back on how Jason Jason rolls in and goes, you're going to talk about the G7? And I said, well, I kind of thought about it. He goes, I need an outlet. I was like, <laughs> what what better show I for was me like, to start coming complain? Right, like, I was coming like, on. I was like, I'm kind of curious. This is good. Wow, he's all hop- yeah, so you're all hopped up about the G7. What's going on? So, so, there's, so all the tweets coming out yesterday, all of these, you know, the, all the pompous and arrogant tweets coming out yesterday. Right. Um, Macron firing out. Like, I guess he's what set me off first like Mm -hmm. the president trump like responded with the usual like threatening tariffs and saying you guys are being unfair yada 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 but then macron and this is what i this is why i needed a cathartic outlet he was like i can't remember the exact quote but he was like we you know uh, oh that's that's i guess that's a british accent you know like (laughs) oh oh, oh, there we go we might just sign a six country agreement that's not really french but (laughs) we'll sign sign a six country agreement instead of a seven one and i was like give me a break 
I am so sick of this meeting of the arrogant and pompous of the world. Oh, yeah. Because that is all it is. If every, every year you never hear about any policy coming out of these things, all you see is this uber cool selfie and group photo shot. Yeah, at the of end local of it. garb. R- r- exactly. They put on local. Exactly. And didn't, what, what is the difference between the G20 and the G14 and the G8 and the G7? What is. So basically, every time someone pisses off the rich and pompous, they'll kick one of the countries out. So they slowly just fading it <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. So it started back in the seventies. I think in like seventy five. It was or the G three twenty eight. Right. So it was a group of the rich and power. Basically, the richest countries in the world said, "Let's get together." And this they it was in crisis as these meetings right. usually or or treaties or gatherings usually mm-hmm. happen. But there was a currency crisis. I think in seventy one, they all got together. Now they've just they keep they continue to get together every year after that. Just to I don't know what they do. Yeah, I've all done I think no one knows. So we're all still rich countries, right? And that's yeah. what it is. Okay. They're, they're patting each other on the back saying, look how awesome we are, everyone. It's great. But address real problems like a collapsing Italian economy? Nah, screw that. Address like things going on in like South America with their currency crisis, which is actually going on right now. The thing that started the G7 in the beginning I haven't heard any lick of what they're what they're actually proposing. This is what it's so hilarious. If you go to like the uh, G7, real quick, everyone, G, like Google G7 and go to like or G7 2018, and on the Wikipedia page they have what the Canadian government has said what they want to actually address this year. You want to take a guess what the what, what the Canadians oh, address? Oh, well, with climate Trudeau. Change. Yes, climate wow. climate change, climate change, diversity, yeah, gender equality. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm like. Are you guys going to talk about the global economy yeah, at all? Yeah, I was going to say something to do with economics in there somewhere, yeah. maybe, yeah, you possibly. you think, maybe. No. But that was like, if they do, it's like a back back channel thing. Well, like these are the, the economics edition. of diversity. Well, these are the people that changed their national anthem. So you think they're really going to come up with a good policy? I'm, you know, I am, I am I, so I'm tired sick of, the, of this. the pomp and circumstance. You're right. not actually getting anything done. And that's one of the reasons, one of the things I have liked about Trump. I mean, right? He's not that guy. He's and, not the go along guy, and he said, like, I guess there, there was. A, I was just reading an article. I don't remember where it was, but I guess that there in his circle, he was asking everyone, "Is it even worth it for me to go this year?" Like, obviously, we're not. I'm not going into this climate change debate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I'm for these like fixing this trade issue. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pardon him on the tariff thing because I think it's incredibly dangerous, and I don't like. Right, what's I have going issues with that. with that too. But Tar- um, hashtag tariff again. Tariff again. Thank you. Let's keep that going, everyone. <laughs> But but he did say but I do agree with this when he when he debated on even going please for the love of god yeah don't go like I think he's already there but I wish you would leave and actually sunset this for the rest of your administration that would be awesome set yeah. the precedent that no screw this I don't care about going to this elaborate basically it's like a fox hunt you know for the lords and ladies like right. just screw that but I mean you know he has to get the picture wearing Canadian garb which is which what is are they gonna, a mountie uniform or? I mean you're in Holland you got the, the wooden shoes and it's later hosen when we're in Germany but <laughs> did, you, oh, did you see the, the group the group photo from the German one was hilarious this was like a year or two yeah, ago yeah. or something like that. The, it was like later hosen, wasn't it? It wasn't well, like the. I didn't see the. Clo- I, I was too busy looking at how like picturesque it looked like a shot scene out of The Sound of Music. That's, <laughs> that's what, what it I, looked yeah. like. The only difference was they weren't spinning around with their arms in the air to, you know, the hills wow. are alive. Coming next year, the G6. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're on deck for it. Fine, All right, Jason yeah. Buttrell. Thanks. For, I'm glad I thought I was just an idiot and didn't get it. So really, it doesn't mean anything. Not a thing. Okay. Sunset gotcha. this thing. Great. Let's, let's put the pressure on Trump. He's 
supposed to be the guy that says no to nonsense like this. Yeah. All right, Mr. President, come on home. Come on home. We're happy. Make it the G6 minus the U.S. <laughs> the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Tweets coming in now with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, the C42 tweeting out what I learned today. And the G7 is just a sorority full of pompous sluts body shaming each other. Yeah, it really is. I, and the funny thing is, I'm glad Jason popped in because I always felt kind of stupid about oh, the G7, you think the you G8. Oh, you feel stupid? I think I feel I'm like, what is this? Right. I mean, and I know it's economics. I know like some of the, you know, the window dressing they put on it, so to speak. I've just never taken the time to sit down and and learn. It's one of those things for the average American, um, you know, there's some stuff you don't know. You're like, I better look that up and Mm -hmm. educate myself. And that happens all the time. The reason I've never spent more time educating myself about the G7, G8, whatever it is this Mm -hmm. month is you're right this month because the point that jason made nothing ever comes of it no so it's not like wow at the g7 today they agreed on a treaty that will blah 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 blah, blah. the economy or what is something big where you're like yeah. whoa let's go i get it like then something that will say i get it why you went for that meeting right it's always like i said hey we're dressed in wooden shoes yeah especially right now since because as we can see donald trump is arriving at joint base andrews he's about to leave to canada guess what america you're paying for that right you're paying for him to go there and and <laughs> so nothing if, it's pointless if, if i'm gonna pay for donald trump and this is nothing against him for president trump to go no. to canada um i want something out of it other than the, what Canada wants to talk about, which is equality and cli- and climate change, on oh, something different. That has nothing to do with the economy at no, this point, guys. In no. fact, the one better. Okay. Most of the blah blah that they throw out there about diversity and mm-hmm. economics or whatever will only hurt economic opportunities. Of course, because their solution to this fallacy of man-caused global climate change is. Let's have more government stop people from doing. Yeah. Even if what they're doing really does not hurt anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked touched on it yesterday on the news and why it matters. And Stu, great point. He goes, unless because you're talking about Scott Pruitt, the EPA director, unless there is toxic waste spilling out of a drinking fountain in a school, <laughs> I don't want yeah. to hear yeah. the EPA doing anything. The EPA should not exist. It really should no. not. You need basic, basic anti-pollution rules out of the concept of the EPA. You don't need an entire department that governs the environment. You could simply say, hey, we have laws that you can't pollute on these levels, these levels, these levels. And you know who polices that? The police? The police. Local, state, or feds. And the feds could be... Any number of federal departments. There's yes. no reason for us to have 42 different police agencies at the federal level. Yep. Put them all under the federal police and have this division of the FBI investigate 
companies that are polluting. And this division goes after bank robbers. And this one, uh, forgers. And by the way, or, or counterfeiters. Wasn't the EPA the cause of something destructive? Yeah, it was the, uh, the one out west, the uh, copper mine. Yes. Wasn't that their fault? It was absolutely their fault. They they polluted far more than the than the company than did. most, right? They did. The so, entire river ended up polluted. Yes. Not like oh, we've got oh, some extra contaminants in the river. Clean it up. The entire river was copper color. Yeah. It was orange, and that was because of the EPA. It was Donald Trump orange. <laughs> you know what I like? <laughs> I like that even though we lost John Boehner. Oh, we we still have him, somebody yes. orange to point to in the government. Thank you. Thank you for that. Isn't that nice? That is really nice. So the orange yes. jokes still work. You yes. just plug in just a different plug name. In different name. That's yes. how it works. T- All right, some more tweets. TJ Topping tweeting out what I learned today. And I think it's time for a turtle update. Uh, turtle's alive. Still <clears> kicking. Actually, now Milo picks it up, puts it in the room, and then the turtle just disappears. Um, sorry. What? Uh, where's, the, where's the turtle with the newspaper? Oh, I don't get the newspaper, so how can I make this? Something dated. Give me something I've dated. I've put many pictures online, date and time. Uh, yeah. How do I know you didn't snap 42 different photos and then slowly <laughs> release them? Because I oh, would have just in Dak case. Thompson, I'm so disappointed in you. I thought you knew me like that. Like you Yes, that's exactly what you would do. I know. That's Actually, totally... no, you wouldn't be. No, let me back up. Chris would be that shady to try to cover. But he wouldn't think ahead enough to take all those pictures in case it died. Yeah. You would just go over and find somebody else's turtle or go to the toy <laughs> store. There would be no money investment and no forethought. You would just that find a true. way to, to scam the true. whole thing up. That is so true. All right, tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, you got RJW tweeting out what I learned today. Collins flags. You don't have to feel dirty. That's That needs to be their slogan. Their slogan. Don't feel dirty because they're made in America. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, we got the M1 Museum coming up. What is the museum? This is the of the artifacts? Yeah, this is probably uh, all the collections that Glenn has gathered to include, you know, the <clears throat> Lincoln's jacket, uh, to include a, probably a, a lot of Nazi stuff because Glenn has a lot of Nazi stuff upstairs. Maybe uh, lead with that. Also, the, uh, the Star Wars things. So remember when we talked to the people from Glint that have the credit card where your bank account is all based in gold? They were in yesterday because they're getting ready to gear up in the U.S. Within the next six to eight weeks, you'll be able to get your your bank account based all in gold. I got approved. And it's at Glint.com. You get approved now. Yes. But they're just not fully FEC able to operate in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But within months, you'll be, and it is amazing. What was their slogan working on is put yourself on your own gold standard. Oh, that's good. For the first time in the own America. It's amazing. But anyways, they're in, and I'm talking to one of the guys, and we got this labyrinth set up where they're building the museum in our main space here. Ridiculous. And he goes, what's going on? Actually, was, what's going on? Oh yeah, from British, you know, and, and I, uh, I was like, "Oh, we got the museum coming up," and he goes, "What's the museum?" And I was like, "Well, it's," and then I was like, "Oh, crud! I got to give a tour of this, yeah. and well, I can't he, even answer that question." I, I, I'm, I'm looking right there. It's made really easily. They got little placards with what it was in there. We just read the things. Yeah, the people can read themselves. They're not going to know I'm reading. They don't know that. That's why they have to buy your ticket on Here's June what I 15 do. at noon. Let me record. And you just, you walk around and then hit the little button. Like when you're at the museum and they push okay. the button. Can I say something? And it goes like this. Boop, boop. The Anastasi Indians were native to a certain region of the, like that. Glenn already did that for you. He was recording that yesterday. What's my role in this? I don't understand. <laughs> Your role is to bring people for Father's Day's weekend, Friday, June 15 at noon. Plus, if we sell out, if we sell out, yeah. you get... 
something after the tour. I don't know what it is. It's Mercury one. June 15th to the 17th, it's but the June 15th. All I'm saying is, let's sell it out. Because uh, what do you want to go with? And by the way, can I say this? Sure. If you buy the ticket mm -hmm. for the Friday 15th, mm -hmm. it includes the last hour of the broadcast. Oh, cool. Good so. Deal. So anyways, just go to mercuryone.org. Yes. Mercuryone.org. Slash Museum 18, 2018. I'm sure you can just click on it somewhere there. It's probably well Mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. The entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do. We are Building America. Austin joining us on a rare Building America on Friday. We usually don't do them on Fridays, but happy to have him in studio from RolandBolin.com. RolandBolin.com? Roland and Bolin. Roland and Bolin. Bolin. Letter N, yep. Gotcha. So the Did N you Bolin. see the N in there? I did, but I thought it was rolling in. It's oh, sneaky. There's a lot of N's in there. There are a lot <laughs> yeah, of N's. It is. Several L's, too. Yeah, there, there are. Some O's. There are. <laughs> Very tricky. Roll, what is rolling and bowling? So rolling and bowling is the first and only acai bowl-focused food truck in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we serve acai bowls, superfood bowls, and some smoothies and avocado toast. And we plan to expand our menu very soon as we expand into a couple of storefront locations as well. I'm glad you uh, said acai because I it's am. Uh, acai. Is it sorry. acai? It's uh, acai. Okay. We've heard it all. And I bring it up because I'm um, a little acai insecure. Okay. <laughs> right, let's, let's talk about it. I see the word and I, I have a basic understanding of the fruit. <laughs> But I'm like, oh, the, the berries. Uh, yeah, yeah. The eight berries. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. just like, honey, should we get some of these yeah. things? These berries? <laughs> you want berries? Yeah. So I'm a little, it's acai berries, and tell us about the berries. So the acai berry comes from the Amazon, and it originates in Brazil. Uh, oftentimes they eat them with condensed milk, and they kind of eat it a different way than how we eat it. We eat it kind of with the health, health conscious way. But it started getting really big in California. And so the acai berry, like I said, comes from the Amazon, super high in antioxidants. And you have these things called free radicals in your body, which basically are, you, you want, your uh, body has electrons that wants to pair together. So it's usually two electrons, but sometimes they don't pair together. One of the electrons can't find another electron to pair with. They're it's scattering. sad, but it's true. They're very lonely. They are lonely. And so they're trying to find a partner. They're scattering all around your body. They're and, like the Chris Cruz electrons. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so they mm -hmm. get damaged. They damage your cells and your body, and it's it's not good for you. And basically little particles that yeah, are going around yeah, microscopic, yeah, exactly. and they're damaging. And if you can eat the antioxidants, it helps flush those exactly. out, Exactly. Right? Yeah. It sounds like you know a lot about these A lot about the free radicals. I mean, hey, yep. if I know, I know about free <laughs> yeah. and I know about radicals, yeah, I get yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I didn't realize the acai is so high in antioxidants. Yeah, it's huge. And also that one you just tasted, actually, the pink one, that's yeah. dragon fruit called pataya. And it is also high in antioxidants, probably a little bit sweeter. So the acai that we get has zero grams of sugar, completely unsweetened organic from the Amazon forest. Our suppliers are Brazilian. And so it's, it's awesome to get that direct relationship with them and to get this berry straight from there. Because so it's also, the you've taken that and said... This is something that people are interested in. It's a great flavor. We can make a business out of it. And it's food truck business as well. Yes. So explain Soon what plan, you do specifically with the food truck. Yeah. So 
one year ago, me and my business partner, Sophia Karbowski, we were at TCU. We were sitting in a classroom and we had a business group together. And both of us were into health, wellness, fitness, and huge foodies. And we were walking around. We're like, man, there's nothing healthy around this campus, Texas (laughs) Christian University in Fort Worth. And we're like, man, there is such a need. And we took a step back. We're like, what would be the best thing that we could put around this campus? I I love that you're... In a business class going, you know, there's nothing healthy around <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, right? Business class, there's nothing healthy around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so we took a step back and we looked at TCU as a whole. And TCU is actually over 60% student female population. Mm. And, I mean, you can't blink an eye to this. Most of these people who consume acai bowls, I say typically, mostly, are females. And so we tried to hit this target market and then majority of out of state students at TCU a big majority are from California ah. and so we put two and two together we're like acai bowls would kill it around here let's open up a food truck do something proof of concept and so we did and at this time Sophia my business partner was in 21 hours of class I was in 18 hours wow. a typical schedule for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know is 15 hours so we were busy to say the least and in between classes People were literally texting us saying, hey, can we get a bowl? And we never thought about actually selling them until people started texting us saying, hey, wow. we would actually buy a bowl. And we're like, all right, we're on to something. So we that would happened walk. so many I'm, times I'm, where people, businesses tell us, they're like, yeah, What's I wasn't this, even going to sell the, it. The bomb shot guy. The bomb shot guy. The bomb shot guy had yeah. the same situation was people kept coming to him, hey, where can I get that? And you're like, I'll, oh, I'll right. just give you one. And they're mm-hmm. like, it yeah. was so interesting. Yeah. But you got, you kind of have to be open. You got to understand that. Okay. This is an opportunity. You know, I could have kept, we could have kept making them and just giving them out, but we being See, the business I, minds I've that we are. I've said before when it comes to business and entrepreneurship that everything you see and do all day is an opportunity for you to make Absolutely. money. For you to build a, a business, small, big, whatever, an extra stream of income. We just don't think that way. We're mm-hmm. not trained to. Americans are probably better at it than some you know, parts of the world. But you know, we go about our business, you think about family, whatever. But when you really change your mindset and to focus and just for a day, a week, whatever, mm-hmm. everywhere you go... You'll start seeing more and more. The opportunities just kind of unfold. So how's the truck been going since you started? It's been doing really well. So we opened the truck with the intentions of having our first brick and mortar within a year. Like I said, a year ago, we opened the truck and we have a big TCU population who comes to the truck. We're really popular amongst TCU. We do a lot of catering with TCU, work really closely with them. And it's been doing really well because there's really, before we started, there was nothing like this. A few Osceola places have kind of popped up around Fort Worth. Yeah. But now we have uh, plans to, we just closed a deal on one brick and mortar that's going to be in a food hall on Crockett Row, which is West 7th Street down in Fort Fort Worth. I mean, it is the heart of Fort Worth where all the bars are, a lot mm-hmm. of restaurants, offices, and apartments. And so we're going to be one of 13 or 14 vendors there. And that's going to be exciting, guys. That's our first brick and mortar. And then we're working with a certain university that we may have gone to. It's, okay. it's still kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's still kind of uh, nothing is confirmed yet, but there's definitely interest and we've, we've met a lot with them. So we just went hopefully from one food truck to potentially two locations in the next couple of months. I got to believe, like many other people we have in this segment, that when people are telling how things roll out for them, that the audience at times is going, how are they doing that? Yeah. I mean, you got to ask yourself sometimes. You look back, you're like, I, I don't know how we did some of this. Well, especially with you. This is not your only business. No. Because yeah. when I contacted you yeah. back, 
Listen to this. I got to, hey, I want to talk to Am my, I about to hate him? Yes. Okay. I, I was like, hey, I want, to, I want to talk to you about your business. He goes, which one? Uh-huh. I hate him. He goes, which one? I have many. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, definitely. You have to come on this show. Yeah. So how is it? Because how many? You three or four? I got three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do a couple. They're all kind of in different fields. I mean, <laughs> one is with uh, technology and software and app development. We have a valet parking app called Voila Valet and others. Cryptocurrencies. I go live on my YouTube channel every Wednesday. And by the way, props to y'all because I feel like content creators don't get enough respect. It is really difficult what y'all are doing. I mean, people listen to this. They don't think about the audio, the high quality audio, all the back end, all these people around here that all the are stuff going that into it. Work. Yeah. And I understand that. So... Respect to y'all for doing this and for putting on such a high production show. Thank you, sir. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank yeah, you. we just we love talking to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. too because we want to inspire people. I know that's a way we solve so we had a story this morning. Anthony Bourdain killed himself, likely killed himself. Kate Spade last week, and we know the number of suicides becoming epidemic and opioids. We know one of the keys to all of that stuff is opportunity. Yeah. When we show people there's opportunity around it's better for all of us. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons we do this, not directly for that, but in general, just to help people make lives better. So if we can tell your story, help your business out a little bit, inspire other people. You don't have to open up a full business or three, something where you have that extra stream of income or opportunity for your family. That's huge. Yeah. You know? And I'd like to say something. So you asked how we do it. How do you do it? One of our biggest slogans within our business as we've been starting is it's actually a quote by Grant Cardone and his book called 10 X. And that is commit now, figure out later. So Uh. oftentimes, to be honest, we don't know how to do it. We don't know that answer. And so we just, someone brings up an opportunity, say TCU asked us to serve 750 acai bowls at once, which is really difficult because these things melt in a minute. And we like to make them extra thick. And we say, yes, we'd love to. Click, hang up the phone. Then we look at each other. How are we going to do that? Yep, We'll figure it out. And so a lot of people... All the entrepreneurs out there, a lot of them are scared. That's mm. the biggest thing that's holding people back is being scared of committing and of actually taking that leap of faith and just saying, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to look back and I'm going to figure it out. So I've been working with uh, Chef Patrick on his um, food platform, Spoonie, Spoonie Spoonie.com. And um, that's one of the things I've realized, too. And I was telling him, I said, you can't keep waiting. Well, I'll do that. I got to figure it out, figure mm-hmm. it out. At some point, some of the stuff you do, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're going to redo it because you screwed it up. Yep. But you have to start that in order to get yep. these other things done. Then you go back. And it's frustrating for people that don't want to do double work like me. You want to mm-hmm. get it right the first time. You just got to do. Ultimately, you do, right? Yep. And there's always going to be an excuse that you can make. There will always be something that comes up and and blocks your path of success. And you just got to get past it. So if you're in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, check out RolandNBolin.com. It'll tweet out a link to it. And then, uh, who knows, it may be coming to a neighborhood near you, regardless of where you are in the next couple of years. Absolutely. And follow (laughs) us on Instagram at RolandNBolin. On Instagram, Roland and Bolin. It's at Roland and Bolin. Again, Chris will share both of those yep. on social media. We'll do this. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it, Austin. Thank you. Great time being we'll here. We'll get a quick break in, come back, find out what we uh, what we learned today. But before we go, i got to tell you about Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Another cool product um, that we like to share details of because it works so well. It's going to save you money. And when you see the price, you're like, 40 oh, whatever dollars for, for cleaner. Yeah, um, it's for concentrated. concentrated. You add seven gallons of water to it. Yes. Now price out one of those little bottle of like mildew remover at your home. Minimum 25 bucks. Oh my gosh. That Oh no, the carpet cleaner is oh, easy. Oh, the carpet, that. yeah. Oh, yep. 
Horrible, horribly expensive. Go to Genesis950.com. It works on multiple surfaces, works on carpet, rugs, countertops. Pet Try stains. it today. Pet stains, works on smells. It's Genesis950.com. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned sex is good with contraception. Yes. Now pay me. I'll take my 1%, please. We learned pro criminal tip number 4233. Don't challenge victims to remember your face. You want remember them to forget me. your face. By Don't the way, me. we also learned if someone tells you, remember my face, you punk ass bitch. Oof. Remember their remember, face. Remember You're remember definitely going to yes, want to remember yes, their yes. face. Chris yes. Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? I learned that a Kai berries aside. See, he said more women go yeah. there. It's because guys feel emasculated. Yes. You don't know how to pronounce how it. How can I pronounce it? And by the way, I just learned that if you want to go out dating with a cute girls, go to Rolling and Bowling. Rolling and Bowling. 60%? <sighs> Come on, man. They got a they got a they got a formula that's working there. <laughs> they got a huge formula that's working there. All right, uh, Neil, spinning the dials, radio style force in Dallas, Texas. Good morning. What if anything you learned today? Well, I learned after the first time you get away from a train accident, you should probably avoid them entirely. Yes. And I would say don't, don't admit. Talk about do it. not. No. The first rule of, of getting hit by a train. Do don't not talk about talk. getting hit by a train. <laughs> yes. The second rule yes. of getting hit by a train club. Don't. Don't talk, talk about, about getting hit by a train. <laughs> no. Chris no. Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? The Steve 42 rolling and bowling sounds more like a marijuana shop. Well, you don't know. They may get a second uh, business model going there. You know? <laughs> uh, Kitty also tuned out rolling and bowling will do well here in New York, I guess. In where? New York. Okay. Uh, speaking it sounded like you said jork. I did. Okay. Uh, speaking Dr. Now, what I learned today, the way you guys... The way you guys stay on air by the seat of your pants is actually an impressive thing. It really that is. is. That's that what is. he's impressive. That's he's what like, he's like, damn. I can't believe it. How do you guys do this? Steven English. By the way, those bowls sound really good. I'm going to have to try some. You did. You tried yours, half of the one we're supposed to share, and you see mine is all the way to the left. No, I haven't tried any yet. I'm going to have to try no, some you in tried a minute it. when we get off the air. Steven English, you know what I learned in a high productive show. Obviously, he's never listened to Doc Thompson. What do you mean the lights? What do you mean the lights in here and stuff? <laughs> Not the content. Uh, you got Sam F. tweeting out well in today. Chris Crew found his electron. Exactly. 107 days. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Your little electron. I found my little electron. Your little white electron. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man tweeting out what I learned today. Chris needs to ask Roland and Bowling if he likes Brazilian music. <laughs> he did not give it up. No, he did not. Mm-hmm. He's like, hold my beer. Uh, you got uh, pendulous beans. We know what I learned oh, today. There's some of the bowl left. Let me try some. That's a dragon fruit. That's really Let good. Let me try it. I haven't tried any. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Uh, pendulous beans. We know what I learned today. I want more Friday leftovers. Well, next Friday. There's always another Friday right. coming. Y- do you want a bonus one on Monday? 
Do we do that? Should I b- do whatever the hell I want? Okay, then do that Monday. Monday. I do not give a r- Brazilian music. <laughs> hey, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. I'll do that Monday. Maybe a few bonus stories from Friday Leftovers okay. on Monday. What else do we have coming up? On uh, Monday, we're talking about religious freedoms again. What about that Glenn Beck today? What's he and talking he's about? He's talking about to Bill O'Reilly. What's he wearing today? A lot of purple. Hmm. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Wow, I'm looking forward to Monday now. Yeah. You want I more? I gotta get those ready. Oh, let me try those bowls. I haven't had yeah, an opportunity try, to try. say they look good. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network.